This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is May 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and four other states have joined forces to create a regional supply chain for masks, gowns, ventilators, testing supplies, and other equipment vital to fighting the coronavirus. Our states should never be in a position where we are actively competing against each other for life-saving resources, Governor Murphy said. By working together across the region, we can obtain critical supplies as we begin the process to restart our economies while also saving money for our taxpayers. The states will also coordinate policies regarding the inventory of PPE. Each state's health care infrastructure should have to be prepared for a possible second wave of COVID-19. The other states joining together spent about $5 billion per year working together. They have stronger purchasing power and improved their clout with global suppliers, said New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The other states included are Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, and Massachusetts. Authorities say a beach patrol vehicle driver is facing a reckless driving charge after striking two Pennsylvania girls who were lying on a New Jersey beach. Shipbottom police say the 14- and 15-year-old girls were reportedly struck uh, shortly after 1 o'clock on Saturday. Police say the girls were airlifted to Jersey Shore Medical Ugh. Center, where they were treated and later released to their families, so they are okay. Shipbottom's beaches are closed to non-residents due to the coronavirus pandemic, and residents and property owners are only allowed on the beach for walking or jogging. Disaster re-entry play cards issued to residents and property owners must be ready to show uh, when authorities ask for them. Police haven't said if the girls had play cards. You remember that? I think it was a story a couple of years ago, Preston. Um, In Miami? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Kathy. The yeah, horrible that horrible story. Ago. It was an awful story. I think, did those girls, I mean, they were like in comas for a long time. I think they eventually died. Didn't didn't, didn't, the, didn't the guy, didn't they ride over their, their heads, yeah, I think? He like ran right over Yeah. Them. Oh yeah, my God. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was an awful story, but they were laying on the beach, and and so you're not really supposed to be, but they they are charging this driver um, with reckless driving. A Texas park ranger was pushed into a lake while trying to enforce social distancing regulations in Austin. The plunge was caught on camera at Lake Austin on Thursday, uh, with the clip beginning as the ranger seemingly politely asked a group of partygoers to disperse and keep six feet apart to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Uh, But then a shirtless man identified by police as 25-year-old Brandon Hicks can be seen running up and shoving the ranger, sending both into the water. Hicks is then allegedly uh, reported jumping out and running off into the distance. Hicks was arrested and faces charges of attempted assault on a public servant. The person who recorded the video told police that they were happy the culprit was caught. They said that the ranger was actually being very nice and understanding. The incident comes as officials across the country grapple with keeping crowds at bay as warming weather attracts residents in lockdown states to public parks and beaches. In New York City, cops flooded city parks to enforce social distancing rules across the city. People were out and about in Pennsylvania and New Jersey as well with the beautiful weather we had over the weekend. Governor Murphy earlier said state troopers and park police would closely watch parks and golf courses as they reopened during the especially fine weather over the weekend. The governor warned that parks would be closed again if we hear reports of people not taking either their health or the health of other park goers seriously, and such action would be justified if there were spikes in new cases and increase in the spread of the virus. According to state officials, at least eight locations were overrun on Saturday and had to be closed. Yeah, I saw two people actually playing Frisbee in the park on Saturday, and they had it worked out. What the first person would do was they'd hand it to a UPS driver oh, who would good. drive it across and then hand it to the other person. Okay. 
all with them. But that with, added an extra person touching the frisbee. But they had the mask and the gloves, okay. and they're used and to it. And they're, worker, they're sanitizing so. the frisbee on the way over. <laughs> I did watch uh, in my golf course community. I you know kind of had one eye on it, just see how they were handling. Were they hopping? Uh, well, no. I mean, um, it was. Because uh, normally I can, I can I, taking a look at a golf course. I know the distance between sure. the groups, and no, they spaced it way out. Okay. okay, so but yes, I mean they were. I'm sure all their tee times were full right. and then some. But uh, but the space between the groups and the people keeping their space and using one cart per person and so forth, you could tell that people were. Uh, doing what they were supposed to be so, doing, so it was cool. Did we determine if Matt O'Donnell had taken <laughs> Friday to play golf? I didn't. I didn't uh, I'm guessing he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a voracious golfer. Oh God, yeah, it's yeah. his life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Major League Baseball and the Baseball Players Association are considering multiple plans to start the 2020 season, including a plan that involves dropping teams into one of three hubs, Arizona, Florida, or Texas. According to multiple reports, MLB's preferred plan is to play as many games in each team's home uh, big league ballpark as possible. Other plans include the hub plan and holding the season entirely in Arizona, uh, reportedly reportedly becoming less and less likely. The plan would be to start play in late June or early July with as many teams as possible playing in home parks while competing in their regular divisions with an abbreviated schedule of at least 80 games. Andy Dalton, who was released by the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday, agreed to a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys over the weekend. The quarterback's deal has a base value of $3 million and could be worth up to $7 million. Before being selected by the Bengals in the second round of the 2011 NFL Draft, Dalton played at TCU in Fort Worth. He lives in Dallas and will not have to move his family during the offseason that has been made uncertain by the coronavirus pandemic. Hat for Bjorn's son, best known for playing the mountain in the HBO series Game of Thrones, just broke a major world record. After deadlifting 1,104.5 pounds over the weekend, the actor has now deadlifted more than anyone in the sport's history. In 2018, he won the World's Strongest Man competition and has placed at least third in the competition every year since 2012. And congratulations to James Van Riemsdyk of the Flyers and his wife, Lauren. Their daughter, Scarlett Everly Van Riemsdyk, was born over the weekend. Ah, and today hey. is James's birthday. So yeah. happy birthday. That's awesome. And that's what I have for you this morning. Round of applause, everyone. Uh, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are set for a new week, which brings with it all kinds of excitement. We have a new Word of the Week prize and... Uh, this is cool. Three hundred dollar Primo Hoagies gift card. Oh. Whoa! You can do some damage with three hundred bucks there. So we will. Uh, it's nice and simple. We will give that away on Friday. You'll need the letters of the day in order to win. Uh, so get yourself set for that. We do also have other ways for you to win. We got five hundred dollars twice your opportunity to win in the morning show alone. Eight and ten a.m. MMR's rock refund continues or reset once again. So get yourself prepared to win some cash. Would love for that to happen. We have congratulations and a guest. We have Louis Knight from American Idol. He made it to the top 11. Yeah. They apparently had 11, so we'll have some of the details coming up in that. But we're going to talk to Louis uh, around our first Bizarre File this morning. Congratulate him. See how he's feeling. Getting set for 
What comes up next with American Idol is they continue to whittle it down to eventually one person. Dude, he's a talented guy, man. He really is. Yep, so he will be joining us. We also have Derek Pitts of the Franklin Institute, and he's on to speak of May the 4th be with you. Yes. And I'm sure the Franklin Institute have some cool things that are, uh, you know, Star Wars themed uh, for today. So we'll talk to Derek. Derek's awesome, man. He's just a... He, he dumbs down astrophysics uh, for the layman. Which we need. Yes. We need everything dumbed down. Uh, so we'll talk to Derek later on today. And we also have uh, Thomas Lennon of Reno 911 fame. So uh, we'll see what's going on in his world. They've rebooted the series for, was it Quibi? Quibi. Right. So, and I was watching, a, a commercial popped up last night, and everyone's, uh, when did... Wendy McClendon Covey, the entire cast, the whole, okay. even though they have other shows, no kidding. are there for Reno 911. That's awesome. It's pretty wild. All right. Well, we are we're set to go. I don't know what is up, man. I got seven hours of sleep last night. I should be ready to go. Oof. I'm freaking exhausted. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, maybe just a good weather weekend did that to me. It, it yeah. just made me feel like a human being for two days, and now my body can't handle it. And that. it robbed you now of life. So I'm looking <laughs> at you. You have a bit of color. I know. I yeah. Know. Well, we went out, uh, we went putting the uh, Frontline Heroes signs right, out, yeah, yeah. and I have a convertible, and we put the top down, and nice. I didn't even once consider the fact that I might get some sun on my face while we were doing <laughs> uh-huh. it, so I didn't put on any sunscreen or any, Wait, anyway. you have a convertible? Yeah, I do. Uh, the, the Corvette. Oh, I didn't realize it was a convertible. Okay, oh, sorry. yeah, baby. <laughs> who, who gets a car like that? It yeah. doesn't and it's mean, not a, right. Come okay, on. Yeah. So we put the top. Now, we also have a Jeep, too, which you can take the top off of that. So, the Lamborghini but, is a hard top. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. right. right. The Lamborghini you. is a hard top. Yeah. The Rolls Royce is definitely a hard top. <laughs> yep, all the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Bugatti, that's, uh, that's, a, that's yeah. a rag top. You don't really drive right. that much. So, anyhow, uh, hopefully you got some sun because it was... Yesterday, particularly, was just nice I, breeze. I didn't want to come inside, and it wasn't to supposed to be outside all day. I know it was supposed to be cloudy, right? yes, and it was excellent. And so, I mowed the lawn. Little Me taste too. of that. How about that? My lines are so good. Mine right. aren't. You step back. You're I really do. Proud I of look, your work, and then I figured out how I want the lawn to look from different angles, and I'm like. Okay, I want the lines to be straight from the street back uh-huh. because it yes. creates sort of... Right, Nick? Yeah. You know this, I, right? I cannot agree with you more. It's so mm. important and it so unimportant. It is so important. important. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you had those uh, types of experiences this weekend, too. Listen, we got a lot to get to, so I want to go ahead and take a break. We'll come back with uh, the Entertainment Report, Stupid Question, all that good stuff. Stay with us on a Monday morning. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So later on, Louis Knight, advancing in American Idol, will be joining us. He is uh, from Narberth, Pennsylvania, and we talked to him before, so it's very cool. He's making it the final. They're down to not the top 10, but the top 11. Well, 11 is the new 10. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, so it was 10, but then they had the the judges had an opportunity to make a save. And they did. And they only get one save for the entire, like, season or whatever, so they chose to save somebody last night. Okay. So Louis will join us uh, later on, as well as other guests. But I'm going to do a stupid question. 
Uh, and we are going to give away a $50 cash card from Armor Metals and Recycling. So essentially 50 bucks is what you're going to win for this. Uh, so not there are nine U.S. presidents with monosyllabic last names. Their last name is one syllable. Besides Trump, All right. name five of them. Five? Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. There are nine besides Trump. I want you to name five of them. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now, and let's see if you know the answer. I think uh, that's the most work you've ever required for I one. think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever asked for, for five. full five. Uh, I know that President Pud. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yep. you just gave away one. You oh, yeah, sorry. So now one. you can't use Pud. And by he, the way, Connor, you don't have great. to put all the names up on the screen. That's yeah, a pain yeah. in the ass. Just put the who's calling it, okay? I'll go through some birthdays. Today is Monday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh. Yes. We know. See? Uh, but it is, birthday-wise, Mick Mars of Motley Crue. Oh. It is his uh, 69th birthday. It says here that's disputed. So yeah, I'm know. sure it's disputed. Uh, yeah, but he was 69, 60 years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, he is definitely the oldest of the crew. And that point is um, highlighted in the dirt. Immediately. They, immediately, they're calling him the old man. Yep. And I love, if his attitude depicted in that movie is true, I really like Mick Mars. Me that. too. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just... He's a bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, screw you guys. <laughs> I, I love, he was talking to Tommy Lee. This is in the yeah, movie, yeah, The yeah. Dirt. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, I was in a band called whatever. And he goes, crappy band. He's like, did you ever see him? No. Crappy name, crappy band. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, so Mick is uh, 69 today. Will Arnett, the actor. Great. Uh, 30 Rock, Arrest Development, Blades of Glory, Semi-Pro, a bunch of stuff. He's 50, so a big birthday for him today. Does he ever do serious stuff, or is it just... I'm sure he has. He, uh, I forget, One of the things that made me how was... I forget what movie it was, where they're doing a parody of the TMZ show, and he was. they were all sitting around, yeah. and, and, and he was hamming it up. Stop That's stopping. it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, a pop, yeah, pop star, and it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he's 50 today. Mary Elizabeth McDonough played Aaron on The Waltons. She's 59. The Waltons is back on me TV. No yeah. kidding. And it's... Wow. It's a guilty pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Up uh, there on Walton Mountain. Randy Travis, the uh, country singer and actor. What's he, his status? He had a booze problem for a while there. And then, yeah. then did he come down with something? Was he... Sick or... I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I can't remember what the story was on him. Uh, he is 61. Yeah, Steve, there was something. I remember yeah. something in the news, and maybe he lost his voice or... I don't know. Anyhow, uh, Randy Travis, 61 today. Uh, Steve, uh, B-movie actress Pia Zadora. Oh, Pia Zadora. The, uh, uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, her first role. <laughs> and then in a movie uh, that was, uh, was going to be her star turn. Do you remember that movie, Butterfly? No. Okay, where she was this sort of sexy, steamy. I mean, she was cute. I just thought she was hot. Yeah. Yeah. She's 67 today. Jackie Jackson. Ah. Lead singer of the Jacksons. He was the oldest. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He is celebrating his 69th. He was the lead singer? Birthday today. Well, well, Michael was not. Michael was the lead. He he was the star. Jackie was... He was the oldest, so he okay. kind of seemed like the leader. Of the right. Group, you know what I mean? Or at least I always positioned him. I don't know any Jackson 5 songs that Michael is not the lead on. Right. Uh, you can hear them. Yeah, yeah. Michael's usually the guy singing yeah. the, uh, the... Well, who's... Is there a lead singer in... What is it? Is it Victory? That Or is that... What is the song where... Can you feel it? You know, the one... And the, the, the big video where they're sprinkling... 
Stardust all over the I globe. Know the, I, I know the video. Is there one single singer in that, or is it all them together? It's a good question. Questions this morning. Yeah. He's, he's 69. Mike Dirt, uh, bassist for Green Day. Good call with the bass in the beginning of the song case. Uh, he is uh, 48 years old today. So happy birthday. We also have Anna Gasteyer, formerly of Saturday Night Live. Hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. Her Celine Dion impression. Uh, I'm the greatest singer in the world. Yeah, I am the greatest. <laughs> uh, she's 53. Uh, Richard Jenkins, who is from Six Feet Under, Burn After Reading, several other things. He's one of those, oh, that guy, when you see the picture of him. And uh, uh, Step Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the dad. Yes, I'm going to go to the clip, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. wait, 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 I don't wait. give an F, right? Right, right, right. That's uh, the clip that we play from him. <laughs> he's, he's also in something about Mary. He's the therapist. I don't. Or- Give a f- it, but you're right, Nick. He is and and Preston. He's that oh. guy that you. He's also in uh, uh, the Shape of Water. He's yeah. in countless movies. Nick, the therapist who comes back in. He's, yes, he like stepped out for a sandwich or something like he's that. Got the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while Ben Stiller's pouring his yeah. heart out, <laughs> talking for an hour with no <laughs> therapist great. in the room. There, there is an outtake from Step Brothers where um, you know he's yelling at the at the uh, both uh, Will Ferrell and and John C. Riley and and uh, he's. He's saying all this stuff, and as he walks away, John C. Riley goes, you know, what, uh, or Will Ferrell goes, lick, lick my, you know, my scrot, basically. Yeah. And uh, he turns around, he goes, what did you say? And John C. Riley says, he meant if that would be something you would be into. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Jenkins loses it. Steve, I love your impression of, uh, they, they ask if they can build the, uh, you know, the bunk beds. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and his the dad's response is, I would think. Besides, <laughs> Since you have a job interview tomorrow, that you would want to get some sleep. <laughs> but if you need, build bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, he's 73 today. Uh, Rory McIlroy, outstanding golfer, is uh, 31 years old today. Um, Lance Bass of In Sync is celebrating his 41st birthday. I have a new uh, found appreciation for In Sync. There are a couple songs I liked from them. Yeah. Guilty pleasures. If you had to choose to go to one concert, would you go to In Sync or, or would you go to Backstreet Boys? Uh, uh, well, I'm a. I like. I wanted that way. So that would be Backstreet Boys, Backstreet right? Backstreet Boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? You would do Backstreet Boys, Kat? Yeah. Okay. I think, in... I think Justin Timberlake's probably the most talented of both bands. Yeah. Why do I have to choose? I would go to both guys. <laughs> uh, he's 41. Hey, bye. And then the, the last birthday, uh, Kathy had mentioned earlier, it is James Van Reems Dyke's 31st Aww. birthday today. So happy birthday to JVR, and congratulations. They had a baby over the weekend, which is awesome. What a present. Uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. There are nine U.S. presidents with monosyllabic last names. I want you to give me five of them, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and we will go to, let's go to Jeannie. Hi, Good Jeannie. Morning. How you doing? Hi. Good, how are you guys? Good, so can you give me five of those, please? George Bush, George W. Bush, William Taft, Ulysses S. Grant, and Gerald Ford. Hey, there you go. Ah! She got five of them. Absolutely correct. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. There was also uh, Polk, Hayes, Pierce, and Taft. <laughs> or she mentioned Taft. So, uh, and Grant. And so, the original Avengers. Uh, that you know all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Presidents uh, unite. Thank you to Brian Nolan who sent me that as a, as a stupid question. Yeah. 
Appreciate that, sir. All right, we're going to give her, for the correct answer, $50 cash card from Armor Metals and Recycling. You can get cash for your scrap. Uh, bring in your metals, wires, computers, and more, and walk away with cash. Armor Metals pays top dollar for all your Ferris and non-Ferris metals? Yes, they've been featured in the film Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. okay. Uh, F- Ferris, what does Ferris mean in English? F-E-R-R-O-U-S. I think it has iron in it. I think it, that's a, an iron. It's uh, iron. Right. Iron made it, yes. All right. But am I pronouncing that correct, Ferris? Yes, you are. Okay. Yes. Uh, appliances and old computers. Uh, get your ca- get cash in hand today at Armor Metals and Recycling. Interesting. Uh, the 2020 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award. Celebrate together. Happened virtually this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Victoria Justice took on the hosting duties. Fans were still able to enjoy the traditional sliming that accompanies the program, along with celebration of kids' favorite shows, movies, and games. I didn't know Victoria Justice was hosting. <laughs> I know. I probably would have cared, right? Yeah. Um, big winners include Avengers Endgame, got uh, favorite movies, Stranger Things, favorite TV show, Henry Danger for favorite kids TV show, and Dwayne Johnson for favorite movie actor. Ariana Grande snagged favorite female artist, and Sean Mendez nabbed the favorite male honors. And Parasite uh, won for best picture, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, during her acceptance speech, the 26-year-old Grande said, I want to say thank you so much for all your love and for making me your favorite female music star. I really appreciate it, and I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. You guys. Uh, highlights of the show included an appearance from the cast of The Avengers, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, and Jeremy Renner. That's pretty cool. It is part. awesome. Dwayne Johnson, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Kristen Bell, Josh Gad, Camila Cabello, JoJo Siwa. There's a whole big list of names on here. Millie Bobby Brown, Ellen DeGeneres, um, SS Sniper Wolf. SS Sniper Wolf is yes. there. Uh, the is that? It's Cameron. a wolf with sniper guns oh, for eyes. Okay. Now, he actually, Sniper Wolf won in the web category oh, okay. for favorite, where was it? A favorite gamer. Oh, I says, uh, what's his name? SS Sniper Wolf. SS is in uh, a Nazi reference. I don't think it's. A I don't Nazi think it reference. can be right. I don't think that's the German what it is. SS. What about like maybe a it's boat? just maybe it's maybe I'm getting this wrong and it's Sniper oh, Wolf. Okay, oh, it could know. be Sniper. It, there's sniper. Lady. There's three S's all, oh, all right. together because there's an S in Sniper as well. So she's a YouTuber. She. she? Oh. Yeah, yeah, as a gamer. It says uh, favorite gamer. So, yes, by the way, fav- I found this interesting. Favorite video game? What would you guess? Favorite oh, video fun. game? I was surprised. I, you would figure like Fortnite, mm. right? Since it I would d- think dominates, that'd be the obvious right? one, right? Right. Yeah. It's not. It's Minecraft. Minecraft still yeah. holding yeah. on strong. Which I was surprised at. I was asking my kids about it over the weekend because I saw something about Minecraft. And I'm like, do you guys still play that? And uh, even Carter, you know, who's... Um, 17 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just playing the other day. I was like, no way. Rodney's daughter is addicted to it. Our, you know, Rodney the Miracle Man, the engineer, yeah. par excellence here at the uh, at Beasley, and uh, just says that's that's her world. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's still, it's still legit, still way up there. All right, moving on. A judge has shot down allegations in Meghan Markle's case against the mail, the, the um, newspaper. Not just mail. On Sunday, <laughs> but her lawyers are determined to uh, press on. Judge Warby. Struck down her claim that the Mail on Sunday and its parent company, Associated Newspapers, acted dishonestly by only printing certain sections of her letter to her dad, Thomas Markle. Okay, so if my guess is had they had um, misrepresented or contorted, simple omission gives them less of a case to work with, right? I guess. Uh, Megan's civil suit accuses the paper of copyright infringement, misuse of private information, violating the U.K.'s data protection law. 
Uh, so according to uh, attorneys for Megan, uh, they said today's ruling makes very clear the core elements of this case will uh, case do not change. And we'll continue to move forward. The Duchess's rights were violated. The legal boundaries around privacy were crossed. As part of the process, the extremes to which the mail on Sunday use distortive, manipulative, and dishonest tactics to target the Duchess of Sussex have been put on full display. Lord Marty Singer, will you approach the bench? Uh, her legal team said, whilst the judge recognizes that there's a cl- there is a claim for a breach of privacy and copyright, we're surprised to see that his ruling suggests that dishonest behavior is not relevant. We feel honestly and honesty and integrity are at the core of what matters, or as it relates to the Mail on Sunday and Associated what Newspapers, the f- their their lack thereof. The lack thereof. <clears throat> so when they do that, obviously, I assume that they're in a more restricted fashion now because of the coronavirus yeah. and how these are being conducted. But so if the judge is doing, are they? Are they conduct? I assume are they in court? I they would have to be, right? I'm not sure. Or is the judge wearing his powdered wig at, at home? Maybe, maybe <laughs> in PJs. Meanwhile, her move to LA continues to incite uh, rumors. Uh, my Micah Meyer, a royal expert, recently told Royally Obsessed podcast, "I think we'll see Megan back in acting in terms of major motion films." And I think she'll be choosy, of course, but I think we'll see a lot of them. What? I actually saw her for the first time. I've never watched Suits or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over the weekend, um, Rochelle was watching a um, one of the Lifetime movies. She was in one of them. I'm like, and how was she? Her? She was good. Yeah, she was good. And Suits. So the couple episodes I saw, she was good. She's obviously attractive. Yeah, she's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But she was. You know, like any other decent yeah. actress on uh, on a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Any, yeah. any two-bit actress. Yeah. 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 So I mean, how are her subtleties? I mean... I was looking a little bit for that. Yeah. And they were, they were a little telegraphed, but okay. they I'm sad. weren't terrible. I'm sad now. Yeah. See, do you see this? I'm sad. <laughs> no sad, bro. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier. I mentioned it again. We're going to talk to Louis Knight um, around eight-ish. Uh, Louis has moved on to the next round of American Idol. It's the top 11 now. It had his second stay-at-home show performance, and uh, the judges loved it. You had to be a little bit flattered when he said we were the sole driving force <laughs> yeah. of his success. Of course, of course he did. I mean, and it was, it was came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was a little embarrassed, but, you yeah, know. I, yeah. I, I was blushing, and I made my wife change the channel. Oh it's God. pretty wild because his first performance uh, during the lockdown, because he, he, you know, they performed in Hawaii, right? Yes. And that was the last... Taping. Which is in the Pacific. It is. Yeah. And that was the last taping. So that had, you know, that had happened before the quarantine lockdown and all that stuff. So last week he performed from his bedroom, which was cool. They had like the, yeah. you know, nice letting in. And that, but last night's episode, he did it from the front porch, which I thought was kind of neat. And I wondered how they would have to like. Did they have somebody, like, down the street to make sure cars weren't driving by? They probably did. Yeah. They were probably shooting out tires. Yeah. Maybe they got that SS sniper pressed. Ooh. Uh, yeah. They brought in Sniper Wolf. <laughs> sniper yeah. Wolf. Uh, uh, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they did that case. So, who knows? I, but we're going we're gonna to talk to him a little, little later. We can ask him that yes. question. How were they that? shooting out tires as they were yeah. coming down the street? Hey, Kristen Cavallari will uh, be able to buy a $5.5 million house Yay! when her estranged husband, Jay Cutler, froze their assets after he did this. So, uh, according to Us Weekly, uh, she will buy the home that she was looking at in the fall, then rejected in a um, in a bid to patch things up with Cutler. When she opted to buy again recently, he reportedly had his lawyer withhold the funds from her. Uh, this is according to a source, and the insider uh, says the judge will be able to order the release of the frozen assets to Kristen 
so Kristen is going to be able to buy the house that she wants to. Uh, things have not improved between Kristen and Jay. Sounds like they're getting worse uh, exponentially. They've also reached a temporary agreement about the kids. So they got three of them. No one will have them. Uh, the kids are all under uh, eight years old. The kids will stay at their Nashville home with the parents, switching off weeks of care. Uh, when Cavallari moves into her new home, the kids will commute between their homes. See, the house they were living in, Preston, was like a kind of a cool house and had sort of a farm aspect to it with yeah. livestock and stuff. And this seems like a perfect place to raise her, kids. He made her move there. Yeah, he was she intent. Really she, she didn't want to move. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, the rumors that Cutler cheated on Cavallari with her former BFF, Kelly Henderson, have been reignited since the pair filed for divorce. In her paper, she cited marital misconduct alleging he is guilty of such inappropriate uh, marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. Whilst that's interesting, Mm -hmm. um, they should probably move on. Uh, Adding fuel to the fire, Henderson shared a pic that fans say is of the pair. While she didn't tag him, Hmm. the arm resembling Cutler's. It resembles his arm? (laughs) And many fans noted that the bracelet the man is wearing in the pic belongs to him. So in Wait, Steve, is this girl, she was on the show, right? Long black hair, she yeah, was yeah, always okay. she was she's uh Kristen Cavallari's bestie Kathy. And now she's not on the show anymore? And she's not on the show because as you recall, Kristen thought this friend was all about just the show and not the friendship, and that cut her to the quick. Huh. Okay. But an insider tells E, this is 100% not Jay. It's not Jay. This is <laughs> Kelly seeking attention. Kelly. Uh, that's all this is. It's very sad that she felt the need to do this for some followers. Kelly is a, <laughs> a, a well-respected makeup artist for the country artist of Nashville, Preston, mm. as anyone can tell okay. you. Don't you love that Steve knows everything? Uh, it kills me. <laughs> Steve, let me just ask true. you real quick. I get a little bit, I get the sense that it's a little like they're feeding her the lines, like kind of like the Paris Hilton and They're Nicole feeding Richie. them all the lines. Think, okay, uh, so okay, so, right. so they, they, what they do is, and I, I was talking to, you know, Brittany, our, our, who is our former calendar girl, who is a cast member of this show now, and I use the term mas- massaged reality, and she says that's that's really pretty much what happens. But They'll, I feel like with Brittany, you can tell when she's genuinely she's genuine, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not you know what I'm saying, and, and not being fed lines. But I feel like with Kristen, it's always like, I don't want to move here. <laughs> well, she's she's the veteran of this stuff. She's been on this this kind of reality I, for the longest. So I know, but it yeah. still seems like. They're feeding her. That's yeah, possible. I mean, I, the, oh, there's one reason I watch the show is because I, I know somebody who's up. We all know, know. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Joey, uh, Joe Pantoliano, uh, Joey Pants, is recovering. He was hit by a car. What? During oh, a walk with his family. Yeah, the Sopranos alum, who's 68 years old, was knocked out. There was a, a Porsche that had been T-boned by another vehicle and skidded across the road in Connecticut on Friday. Ooh. And it... It pushed him into a wooden fence, leaving him with a gash on his head and injuries to oh. one of his legs and shoulders. He was taken to a local hospital. He's home. He's okay. He he got t- stitches, was being monitored for a concussion and slight head trauma. According to his, his agent, he said he's grateful the concern, for the concern and thoughts from his fans. So what were they, like at an intersection or something? Yeah, I think so. And, oh, uh, and so, you know, it was a residual... Uh, Jesus. You know, ...from a car accident. Uh, but he had he had yeah stitches in his head. He's doing okay. Oof. I feel a little bit responsible because we watched the Goonies on Friday and this happened on Friday. So oh, and so how I don't understand. I think if I didn't watch the Goonies, then this probably would have been ha- fine. Yeah, then he probably would have been fine. Mm, okay, hang on to that. Uh, divorce duo Johnny Depp and Amber Heard 
continue to exchange accusations as Depp pushes forward with his $50 million defamation claim against his ex. Uh, Depp, who maintains that he was the victim, not the perpetrator of abuse, has filed new legal documents claiming that Heard has a history of faking injuries. Is that right? He claims that she faked a bloody nose by dumping red nail polish on a tissue after an altercation between them. So does she have a history of this outside of the relationship with Depp? I don't know. Long, uh. A longtime pal of Depp's, uh, Josh Richman, shared the allegations in a declaration. He's a kid, did in their case, uh, the doc states, I have uh, known and considered Johnny Depp a friend for approximately 33 years. I attended his wedding ceremony with Amber Heard in the Bahamas on February 7, 2015. And listen to this. He said, it's a small island, and the number of wedding attendees was quite small. None of the few of Johnny's actual friends who attended were happy that Johnny was marrying Amber, and we discussed it openly. The general view of his friends, which I shared, although we hardly knew the full details then, were that Amber Heard emotionally abused and tormented Johnny, cut him away from his real friends, and was emotionally cruel to him. He always seemed to live in fear of how she would act if he ever tried to break up with her. Mm. His family, friends, and I always felt that he succumbed to Amber's demands that he marry her for this reason, among others like it. So that's what he's claiming. And... I, I, listen, I I don't uh, I don't dispute that. It, but they both seem to have arguments. But the more that comes out, the more you're suspect of her. And I think a lot of us have had a, a, a someone in our lives where we've gone. Those two shouldn't be together. Oh my God! I, I can't believe they're getting married. This is no. This is not going to last. When he announced, or when this was first announced, I thought there's no way yeah. she's. First off, she was just in general confused about her own sexuality at that point. She yeah. was, you know, and, and there were issues. Remember, we had her in the studio here, and she looked like she was constantly on the verge of about to cry. Mm -hmm. So, um, but when that was mentioned, I'm like, okay, what's the age difference between the two of them? Uh, you know what I don't it's know. It's fairly also. substantial, is it not? It's a decent amount. Yeah. Um, so uh, this guy, Richmond, uh, Josh Richmond, a friend of Johnny's, went on and said, we and certainly I... Knew from Johnny that prior to the wedding, that on the night they had and uh, on a night they had an argument, Johnny recounted to me. Amber went into the bathroom, came out with a Kleenex with red on it, saying that he had given her a bloody nose. But after the incident, he retrieved the Kleenex, which he said still he uh, still has to this day. Amber had placed red nail polish on the Kleenex, so he has. Steve, that. He's fifty six and she's thirty four, so they're twenty two year. Apart. Okay, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that's what he says. Who knows if it's true or not? But uh, nonetheless, that's, that's if he wins, though, well, she doesn't have fifty million dollars. No. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to get. The trophy or something? Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, news from the Bachelor world. Peter Weber's mom, Barbara, has a lot of opinions about his love life, but it seems that she approves of the Bachelor alum's latest lady. Who's the latest lady? Uh, she captioned a shot of him and his new girlfriend, Kelly Flanagan. Uh, happiness is finding your co-pilot. Who, who's Peter Weber? Who, I don't know. I, okay. I just brought it up. Who's his mother? <laughs> Mrs. Weber. I just wanted to hear I love you. That's yeah. all. I love you. That's it. That's mommy likes you. <laughs> I like mommy. Ergo, I like you. Wow, you said ergo. Yeah, I uh, watched The Matrix. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, that's the mommy only says you keep me in place. That's the only reason. Mommy says you remind me to brush my teeth. I love hey. mommy. Hey, uh, <laughs> Matthew Perry has broken up with his girlfriend Molly Hurwitz. Oh my god! Uh, 
I. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even know he was dating. I thought he was married. I, I, I thought he was gay. Yeah, I thought I he was know. dead. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All the revelations All in one story. The pair reportedly dated for two years. And uh, Perry's pals, including Courtney Cox, were hoping that it would go the distance, according to Us Weekly. But I love you. It did not. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we go back to The Bachelor real quick? Sure. I just, I just made an observation when you were talking about Mommy. Okay. <clears throat> when you're this talking... has nothing to do with the Goonies, does it? No, it okay. has nothing to do with the Goonies. Okay. I think we all surmised that I was not responsible for Joey Pants getting hit by a car. Okay. okay. Go ahead. But when you're talking about your mother... Yes. You have to say my mom, right? Unless you're talking to somebody... Unless you're talking to a sibling. Have you ever been in a conversation where yes. somebody was like, Mom? And I'm like, "That's it's not my mom. That's so your mother. That's your mother. Can you please say my mom right. or my mother? I Can- want nothing to do with that trend. All right. So do you know what I'm talking about? Kathy, I heard yeah, you I say yes. I know what yes. you're talking about. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Right. Sometimes people get presumptuous and say, uh, almost... Yeah, that uh, the the everybody's mother. No, that's your mother. I have my own mother. Yeah, so like you know, just for Suck instance, up. pressing. You know, you and I are talking. Yeah, a little bit later on, I got to pick up mom from the uh, from the airport. It's like no, you you gotta, That's your mother. That's your mother. Specify. All right, um, thank yes. you. Unless no. Preston was your brother, and then it's okay. Then you it's okay. Say, yes. All right, thank you. And then you'd say, "How come you never told me you were my brother?" <laughs> um, Case, that's what you should do when someone does that. Wait. We're brothers. <laughs> okay, that doesn't bother me at all. If you, were, if you were to say, if you were to say, I got to pick up mom later on, that would not register with me at all. To go, what are you talking about, right, Casey? Right, right. How does that make you feel? Well, he's the uh, man out. Everybody else agreed with me, and that's all I needed. I just needed one person, and I got three. He got yeah, three. I got three. It has yeah. to be, honestly. At least it, it, now that the tides have turned, and we're no longer in the <laughs> I don't get the Goonies comment camp. <laughs> We've all crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a seesaw. <laughs> so now, with now you're the heavy guy, and we're all sliding towards you. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm shooting 50%, which is good. It's not a bad percentage. Oh At 7 a.m. <laughs> you just needed... Uh... Validation. You needed validation. validation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we could be your little therapy <laughs> session here this morning. Why don't we get on to the clips? All right. How about that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't, hear that. I, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> ABC's The Baker and the Beauty delivers from a unique standpoint, giving audiences many musical moments and with uh, dancing included. In this, in this clip starred Dan uh, Bukatinsky. Who? Bukatinsky. Bukatinsky? Uh, calls a memory from when the cast first started to click. Here we go. We started dancing as a cast from the pilot, and we were all staying in this hotel, and there was live music one night, and the whole cast just started dancing in the lobby, and it really set the tone for this cast and this show for the entire five, six months that unfolded in front of us, because we have been dancing ever since. Shut the f*** can I stop for a moment here? Because, uh, you know, here's like somebody saying I'm in a mood this morning. And, and so it's it's four minutes after seven o'clock. We've got several interviews on the on the docket for today. Yeah, I've got other stories I could get to. So when Casey sidesteps with um, what do you call your mom when I have some things that I want to get to right. before we run out of time? 
That's why I might seem a little bit pissy, okay? It's just a matter of keeping the show running on time. I'm sure the, the, the text messages will support you. I was going to say, why, yeah. Yeah, why are you saying that? Did you see something on text? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> it says, yeah, that I'm... And so here, I will explain why that sometimes would be like, not right now. Please, just not right now because we're almost out of time. Right, you got to take it from your point of view. You're sitting there on a Bukatinsky story. That, I got to get these things <laughs> out. A new episode of it's, The Baker and the Beauty premieres tonight at 10. That's on ABC. Here's the next one. <laughs> you got a hot Bukatinsky story. Steve, are we sliding back over to Preston? Somewhere? I think we're in the middle of the seesaw now. Yeah, we're heading towards Preston. <laughs> Team Bukatinsky. <laughs> 23 single musicians hope to find love through music in The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. Steve, this is that show. Listen to your heart. In this clip, contestants and uh, Wayne, Pennsylvania native Julia Julia Ray discusses being considered a hot commodity on the show. Here we go. I did not think I would be a hot commodity. (laughs) I was shocked. Um... I have never, I've written songs about plenty of boys, but I've never had a song written about me. So that was, uh, I turned into like a giddy schoolgirl in that moment, honestly. <laughs> I knew this was a scam. Uh, the Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart airs tonight. That's at 8 o'clock. What was? It's on ABC. What? I'm sorry, Preston. What was her name? Her name Bukatinsky? is Bukatinsky. No. no, Julia Ray. Julia Ray? And she's from Wayne? That's what it says right here. Huh. Yeah, I was just gonna, I, I, yeah, that's where I live. I'm just curious because, like, uh, sometimes these people sort of float under the radar and then you mm-hmm. never hear from them again. And I was, uh, you know, if she was like a hot Instagram model or whatever. Uh, her last name is spelled R A E if you want to do a little okay. uh, digging. So, Julia Ray from Wayne, Pennsylvania. So. This is so cheesy. This is uh, that you find love through music. Yeah. It's no fun singing love songs and you're not in love. A <laughs> <laughs> commercial. Cracks me up. All right, and there you go. That's uh, what I have for you in the entertainment report. So here's the deal. We got MMR Rock refund twice. We have a chance to win 500 bucks twice this morning. We have Louis Knight, American Idol. He's moved on. We're very happy for him. Narbeth resident right down the street from where we are. So we're going to talk to him, see how he's doing. Uh, Our friend Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute is going to be on the show. And also from Reno 911, Thomas Lennon will be getting in touch. So a lot to get to. I want to go ahead and take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Make sure that you stay close because we got a lot for you this morning. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. A couple chances to win, 500 bucks this morning. It is the return of MMR's Rock Refund, and we'll do that at 8, and then we'll do it at 10, so don't miss the opportunities. Uh, Today is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. That's the saying, right? That's what you do. That's what you do. Uh, It's one of those things, if if I'm honest... That um, it's almost too much at this point. Uh, like I, 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 you know, I was I was born. I mean, I was a massive Star Wars fan when it first came out. But I, um, there, there, I think there are a lot of pretenders to the uh, the the. They just kind of get swept up in it, and it's maybe it, there are yeah. people that that are diehards that love it. I don't really care anymore. Um, I, it's I used to same thing, Steve. I yeah. loved it, loved it, loved it, and then it got really fanatical, and I was like, mm, well, I don't think I love it that much. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I but mean, it's, it's all good. Provide provided me a life uh, full of uh, entertainment and so on and so forth. But in the, I think we were talking about this earlier, Preston. In the pecking order, mm-hmm. except for, I I just don't automatically default to Star Wars. This is great. 
I, I take everything on a case per case basis. Okay, and I I'm a little bit more discerning in what I like, and, and I you know, and at least uh, I don't just automatically think everything is awesome. Right. I, you know, it it, does, it has to still bring it every time. And as of late, I haven't found myself. I've enjoyed stuff, but I haven't been like, oh, my God. Have you watched the last last movie? I did. Okay. And so there was a a part at the end of the movie that uh, probably should have had the same emotional effect that the end of uh, Endgame had. And it just didn't. Didn't. It just didn't. Oh, okay. See, I haven't seen it yet. So I do want to see it. I will, you know, watch all of the movies. And well worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. But as you were saying off air, Steve, and Kathy, I'm curious what you think, uh, that uh, that the Marvel universe has become by far has surpassed it by you. far. If, if you're if you're talking the consistency and the and the I, again, I'll upset myself in that in the uh, you know episode four that first time you saw it at Empire and oh my god, but across multiple movies, the consistency of the Marvel universe and what I felt emotionally mm-hmm. on that journey has been far more. Kathy, if you had to pick a universe, uh, Star Wars universe or the uh, the Marvel no, universe? No, Marvel. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah! Definitive decision. The, the seesaw has swayed again. <laughs> wow, Nick. I was just going to say that I, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think that the Marvel movies are, are consistently better, especially over the last uh, decade or so. But uh, for me, the and, and it's I think one of the differences, all of those came for me as an adult, whereas Star Wars started for me as a kid. And so that that um, thing has that love has transcended my entire life. And so, you know, Star Wars, the first movie came out when I was two years old and they're still making movies that I'm enjoying, uh, maybe not loving quite as much, but still enjoying. So like it's, it's been a lifelong thing for me. And because of that, I find that I, there's just a special place in my heart for everything that's Star Wars. Well, yesterday, so the, um, I'm, I'm sitting there and they're, they're advertising. And I sent you the article over Preston about this Disney plus series. that's coming out about the, the Mandalorian and I'm saying, oh, that's something you know. The, that's really great. I think that's great. And my wife says, I don't like, I don't like Star Wars. She, she, she has no. She really Whoa. has. She has no. For her, a lot of it, and I agree. A lot of the movies over the years have just become, and and this could be true of any superhero thing, mm-hmm. just explosions and blah 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 blah. And and there's not, there's never, um, or at least a lot of times, there's not room for character development or yeah, or 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 for example, the thing that Casey says is lacking in the last movie is that you don't feel any visceral connection to this, which is the wrap up of the Star Wars universe as we know it. Mm-hmm. And you're well, like, oh, okay. Yeah, and the the next three movies. So you have the first three, the original three, then the first three, and then the then the last three. Like you don't know like any of these people really. I mean, you know the you know Poe and yeah. the other guy and, Edgar and, Allen. and Biff and Stinky. You know all these guys, but like not really. Like you know, in Marvel, you really even the newish ones. Yeah, you know you you I, I think have some sort of a connection with and. You know, I don't have a connection. Any one of those guys could die, and I'd be like, oh, well, that sucks. You know? The one thing you have to remember, and I think everyone should take this with them, every one of both movies, both series, Marvel and Star Wars, it's all real, and it happened. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. As long as we can reconcile that, yeah. we uh, we know where we stand. But I know what you're saying, Nick, as far as, you know, like Star Wars Star Wars takes you back to your childhood, and so there, there's something special there. Um 
but they went away. You know what I mean? They were like an absentee father for a little while and then came back and all of a sudden wanted to be a part of my life again. Yeah, and there was booze on its breath. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, Yeah. and they came back with like lame gifts, you know what I mean? And a bluesy girlfriend. They were like, here's a plastic baseball glove, son. And I'm like... Here's a hula. Yeah. It's a hula hoop knockoff. You know what? You know what's funny is one of the things though I do hold so endearing is is the kickoff to this whole universe. You know, the first film that came out, yeah. and and I and I it goes all the way back to the first the, the 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 line that comes up on the screen. You know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Because yeah. I couldn't, as a kid, I was a little kid, I couldn't wrap my mind around. Well, if it was a long time ago, how they have, like, lasers and stuff. It's already happened. That's what? How is that a long time ago? I mean, they just invented the wheel a long time ago. Is this stuff buried in the desert or something? Yeah, so. Uh, No, I know. It was intriguing. Now, I was already, I was on my third wife at that point. But but that, that, I was older, but I still, I adored. I mean, I was, I, I was. You know, I, I was in the, in the height of my fandom, and it's never really left me, obviously, for certain things. But I remember just sitting in that theater, and I that that movie experience will rank in the, as the highest joy sitting in a theater that I've ever had. It was just amazing. Yeah. But then, as you said, Ka- uh, Casey, using the absentee father thing, that's sort of a good analogy because, oh, okay, you're back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, let's see what you got. Yeah. And it was all, and it's... You can get it again, though. I got it again to some extent in Rogue One. Yes. Rogue One for me was like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. And in the last, um, in the last 10, 15 minutes of that movie where I found, well, I was like tearing up. I'm like, this is beautiful. This yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I want to go to Eric. Eric's got an interesting comment. Hi, Eric. Good morning. You guys rock. Whoa! Thank you, Eric. What's up, bud? I got to tell you. I feel like with the rise of Skywalker, I feel like Kathy Bates in misery. In misery? I feel when, when she bitches and complains about how he cheated the story, they did the exact, the rise of Skywalker was a travesty. Oh, my God, right. So he didn't get out of the cock and duty car is what you're saying. <laughs> What's that? He didn't get out of the cock and duty car. He wanted to use that clip and was going to corral you into that whether you wanted it or not. But essentially, that's what he's saying. Like, she's upset with the story. Like, it, you know, you're, you're taking some shortcuts here. You no, know, you're right. And, you know, Eric. And, and they and they did. The problem is when you had J.J. take over the first one, it was good. It was, it was decent. It was a throwback. It was nice. When they brought Rain Johnson in, he destroyed everything about Star Wars as far as. That's, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Ryan. No, no, no. It's Ryan Johnson, and you're taking it to extremes. It's not a travesty. They didn't destroy everything that was held sacred to the Star Wars universe. They weren't up to your standards. You really accept those two reveals in The Rise of Skywalker, really? (laughs) Yes, I enjoyed the movies. and. You know what? Uh, sometimes Eric, I love have, this. By the way, have, I love to just step back over here. Let's, yeah, I, I understand, but people have different <laughs> opinions. Here's here's the thing: people take the Star Wars uh, universe so incredibly seriously. Uh-huh. Just sit back. You're going to take that, the, Eric? <laughs> sit back <laughs> no, and enjoy the movies I, for what they were. I can't. I can't. Get him, Eric. You think those reveals were good? Okay, have a good one. No, 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 no! Don't go away! Don't go away! I have no, a question for you. No, I have a legit oh, question. Oh man! Uh, what was your question? Well, uh, so I need somebody to explain to me. Why the rise of Skywalker? I'm not, I'm sorry, the Last Jedi. That was the middle of the last right. movie, right? Yeah. Why the Last Jedi was a bad movie? Because I enjoyed it. So it, it, please it, tell okay. me why it was uh, a bad movie. May I jump movie. in here? Yeah. It, it's a good movie. It it 
And it was it, a travesty. It, 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 <laughs> but I understand. Here's a case for Eric. A lot of the rise of Skywalker seems to be saying, "Ooh, um, not really, not yeah. really, not really." From from uh, the the uh, uh, the Last Jedi, because there was there was certainly a number of corrections, you know, or or, or revisions to the last movie. Where almost JJ, uh, <laughs> yeah, JJ Abrams was saying, um, "Okay." That was that really wasn't true. This wasn't true about this character. So, and you know, I don't it, even know what you guys are talking. About. Okay, there, there's there's a reveal. Preston? There's a reveal Me in neither. you know what you think of um, of um, of um, God. I'm having all the brain farts now. The the female protagonist, the character, the Ray. Ray. God damn it. So she's you learn about her parents, and then you learn something out of else about her parents that was not true. I don't want to get into too much. God, I guess it didn't. Yeah. Are you talking about in in which movie? So you learn something about the last, the last, the last two. All right, so right. I haven't seen the last. Two. So okay. essentially, you you learn stuff about Ray's parents in uh, the second to last movie, and then in the last movie, they're like, nah, ah, I don't even nah, remember nah. what it was. That's how little I care anymore. So that which is too bad because that's, basically that's that she was a, she was abandoned. You know, she was a, she was you know An alcoholic uh, parents uh, yeah. who basically sold her for for booze money. Yeah, you know, okay. and that was. But you find out, oh, that really wasn't true. Oh. So. Um, okay. The only thing about that movie, the rise of, I'm sorry, The Last Jedi. The Last Rise of the First Jedi. The only problem that I had was that there was an entire plot line that did not need to exist. They went to another planet. They rode on these, like, horse things, and then they, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it was all undone because, you know, there was a you know dirty scoundrel on the, on the spaceship with them. And and so the, that the gambling public, yeah, the, the gambling planet, all of that, it didn't need to happen. Here's here's my overarching issue with all of it. People love to hate, right? So the, this thing starts trending where they say Last Jedi is a terrible movie, and then people love to pile on top of that. When I went and saw um, the last movie, The Rise of Star uh, Skywalker in the theater, Casey, you and I were there together. Steve, I think you were there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I was in the bathroom after the movie was in, after the credits were rolling, right? And people were having fun trashing it already. And I was just like, can't you sit back for five minutes and enjoy that we're getting new Star Wars movies, that this is fun, that it was escapism for two and a half hours? I, I think that people love to hate so much oh, that, sure. they, that they get that excited, more excited about the hating of the movie yes. than they do of actually sitting no. back and enjoying what they just watched. You yeah. could describe that as a cottage industry to and, fandom. And Nick, it's also the same uh, uh, type of thing as is Monday morning quarterbacking. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda, and, uh, and I would have done this, and yeah. so on. Yeah. Here's, here's a perfect example, and you approach it the way I approach it, Preston. So you, I, I don't know any bigger fan of the Dark Tower series than, than you. Yeah. When the movie came out, there was a ton of criticism. Oh, it got it. shredded. shredded. So, and you went in, and you said, okay, and it's what I do. Are they giving me something to enjoy here? Yeah. <clears throat> and you found something. Yeah. It w- wasn't what you wanted. You, you, It wasn't the experience you'd hoped for, but you still found something to enjoy because yeah. they went there. They yeah. tried it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew that they weren't going to be, you know, uh, canon. They weren't going to stick exactly to the story. And once I figured out the same thing with the... Uh, um, uh, uh, Ready Player One. I'm like, I knew they were going to take some twists and turns. They took some real big ones, but I'm yeah. like, okay. Once I noticed that, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to see what this is. This isn't the material right, that right. I read. It's something else, and let me see it's if a I riff. can enjoy it for that. Yeah. Right. Yes, so, but your opinion is is wrong, Preston. You have I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if I just jump in here, yeah. and to that point, when I knew it was, I started to lose interest at some level is when people just 
whole hog turned against the creator of the entire universe, George Lucas, and and started vilifying him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and ripping him apart. Listen, I I hated the the third movie in the original trilogy. I I hated Return of the Jedi. Uh, I, I I just there were moments that I enjoyed. Yeah. And I enjoyed the experience overall, but I could have done without the Ewoks and all that stuff. So, but I, it, you start to get into that picky sort of stuff. Yeah. But then when you just reflexively hate everything, as Nick was saying, man, you're, you're, it becomes, your life becomes bereft of joy at that See, point. I was eight years old when that movie came out, and I love the Ewoks. But looking back on I it, hated them. I hated so wicked. I, I wanted every Come one on, of them wicked. to die. I, I wanted a pet. I wanted, I wanted to be a staggering success <laughs> for the Imperial forces mm. as they ground them up on, in the gears of their vehicles. <laughs> I wanted a petty walk so bad. But now, uh. Steve, I had read something that they had talked about maybe that battle happening on Kashyyyk. Yeah. With, with Wookiees instead of Ewoks. That would and have been now, infinitely better. Now I hate. Uh, Return of the Jedi just a little bit because of what it could have been with a planet full of Wookiees. That makes more sense fighting than, you know, these tiny little bear cubs. By the way, it's a great name for an album, Planet Full of Wookiees. We need to write this down. <laughs> um, I, listen, the the longer a, a, a story goes on, the more opportunity you have for people to not be happy with where yeah. it goes to. And there's a lot of examples of that. Game of Thrones would be one of them. Mm. Um, and obviously the Star Wars Medea. series. Medea, come on, man. Took a hang, turn. Hang By the time Boo 2 came out, I was out. Uh, but I think you have, you have the opportunity. You, you, it opens up for more criticism the the longer the story gets. Sure. You know well, think I mean? of how we enjoyed all the early Ernest movies. And by the time <laughs> yeah. he went to jail. No. Yeah, but by the time he went to summer camp. Hey, come but when on. he saves Christmas, guys. No, Ernest Goes to Camp was the first one. That was a I good one. No, I just threw that one out there randomly. Of course, you would, know the, you would know the chronology. Well, I got to tell you, in the, uh, in the Pee Wee Herman saga, there were only two movies. Um... The second Three. one, well, no, you're right, but the second one, Big Top Pee-wee, was such a letdown because I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure so much that uh, it, it just, there's no way. If you look at the, so, so, and to, to the larger thing, this, yeah. this, we have May 4th here. Yeah. Uh, again, the Marvel movies have consistent, you know, have consistently kept, there, there are moments in every one of those movies where you're like, oh my God. And even, even the ones that are mid-level Still function, mm-hmm. um, you know, as as forwarding the story. Uh, they created they created that whole post credit thing that became must yes, yes. must stay in your seat. What are we going to say? I mean, when you can wring that entertainment sponge out for every last drop and have people sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. I have because of Marvel. I have invented games. To keep me occupied while the credits roll, and the game is see if I can find somebody with the same name. You bang your head on the chair in front of you, right? (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm like, all right, everybody in my family, let's see if I can find that name in the the credits. Okay, all right, all right. Um, Go ahead. I was. I want to give you guys because uh, I think we all agree that Marvel probably consistently is the best of of this lot. But there are three divisive ones that have come up in this conversation: Star Wars, uh, Justice League, and Game of Thrones. The end of Game of Thrones, people found to be really divisive. And and uh, you guys really like Justice League, and Preston, you love the end of Game of Thrones. But mm-hmm. like again. These are just your opinions on the matter. It's not canon that because you like something, somebody else has to. I know, like there, it. There are, but there are people who, 
who can accommodate other opinions, and it is all it's the it's it's the most subjective thing possible. Mm-hmm. And then like you'll have a texter that says, "Stop talking about this. Nobody cares. Really, yeah. nobody <laughs> cares. How about you? Don't care. Right? Oh, no, I'm That's not right. That person. No, I would say that Kathy doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, but to say nobody cares doesn't Email make any me. sense. Email me. I'm not at doing all. anything. Well, <laughs> so that's why Nick, I try to use my my words carefully when I say use your words. I'm going to use my words, and I try not to say that this was the best movie. I will say it's my favorite. Sure. It's my favorite right. movie. Right. This I read is, a great you know, uh, a great description of things like this at uh, one time. It was um, uh, the movie itself. It probably was not boring. You were just bored by that movie, right. and and I think that says more about you than it does about the movie itself. Kathy doesn't like the movie Boyhood, which I think is a great movie. Preston, you love that movie too, but God, Kathy, no, 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 you are awful. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you were bored. She by said it. it was it was t- it was unbelievable. It could never happen. <laughs> just because you were bored by it doesn't mean the movie itself was boring. Do you see the difference? Are you talking to me? It was boring yeah. to her. I, I think it's just, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. You, you can have your own opinion, but some people don't know that. Right. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, some people state their opinion as fact. As fact. Right. right, yeah, exactly. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to a few calls. There's a lot of people who want to comment on this. I'm going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob! Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's uh, up, bud? Just for some perspective, uh, I was 12 years old in 1977, so Star Wars is part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to make two quick comments if I can, one about The Last Jedi and one about Star Wars versus Marvel. As far as The Last Jedi, I would state unequivocally it might be the third best of the series overall. I think it's gotten such a divisive reaction because it didn't match the movie that most fanboys had in their head. So I think a lot of people were expecting Luke to come out and just start decimating bad guys and that sort of thing. But I think it's a really well-made movie with some criticisms. And I think Casey pointed one out about the, the side excursion to the, the gambling planet. That I could have done without that. But I think it's a very well-made movie. It just didn't, again, match the, the, the thing that fanboys had in their head about it. And I think that's why some people really like it and some people just hate okay. it. But I think it's one of the best of all. As far as Star Wars versus Marvel, I'm, I'm not a Marvel guy, and I think there is a baseline competency <laughs> to all of the Marvel movies, but for me, each movie seems like a commercial for the next movie, especially, I know you guys were just talking about the stingers at the end of the credits. Right. I hate that. I, I just If it's important enough to be part of the story, it should be in the movie. I shouldn't have to sit in the theater for 20 minutes with 10,000 names <laughs> to see some important element of the next movie. I just think they, none of them, in my view, as a single standalone movie, rise to the level of greatness. I just think they're all, there's none that I think are terrible. I just think they're all pretty good, but they just keep to be saying, to me, they keep saying, wait till you see what's in the next movie. Mm. And I, I just, I don't know. I got you. One thing about the end credit thing, though, I do need to correct you on, Bob, is they're not all important. I see them as the prize at the bottom of the Cracker Jack box because some of them are just a goofy little throwaway thing. And it's kind of fun. It's great. I I got you. And also, in a couple of films, it was what what superheroes up next when when Thor's hammer is in the the ditch. And you're like, oh, my God. Hey, Bob, what if if the uh, original idea behind the end end credit scene was to make sure that people sit and and watch and appreciate how many thousands of people it took to create the movie that you just watched. It doesn't because you're you're there playing games. <laughs> no, but what I, what I just said. Well, my game is Watching is reading the, reading the the names. But uh, what if 
what if that was the initial original idea behind it? Two things. Number one, I'm a little nervous because Casey is my hero. Number two. Wow. Um, oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's true. But thank yeah. you for giving us context. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. How's mom doing? <laughs> anyway, and number two, uh, Preston just hit on it. If, if people sat there and read the names of these very important people to the industry, it'd be one thing. But just like Casey does you know we're biding time to wait for that credit and sometimes for that end scene so as important as it is to acknowledge those people nobody's paying attention to that and i'm <laughs> sure when people are at home they're zipping through it just to get to that singer so yeah, yeah. it's pretty wild though i mean because we all kind of love it but you Thanks, hate that bob. you hate that nugget bob we all I, seem to like it i don't i don't hate the nugget. we've we've, we've... Been, I'm ambivalent about this. We've gotten to the okay. bottom of the post-credit yeah. sequence thing, I think. So yeah, Thanks, Bob. It, it, yeah, it's they're fun. You know, they're they're meant to you know be a nugget, as you said, in the Cracker Jacks box. By the way, for those who don't care about this, the reason we're bringing this up is it's May the Fourth, which is the kind of Star Wars Appreciation Day. Yeah. Now, what I won't do is uh, Return of the Sith, the Fifth, which is tomorrow. Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge Suck of the it. Sith or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, don't yeah. you dare yes. take away from Cinco de Mayo. Today. Yeah. It's today. We don't need tomorrow. So that's enough of that. <laughs> I um, don't really care that much about May the 4th. Um, but I don't I, either. But I will. But you mentioned fun. Rogue One, Steve. Maybe that's how I'll celebrate today because that movie, I think, of all of them, might be my favorite. I agree. I it is too. Of the new films, it's Rogue badass. One is my favorite movie of the new films. And I think also I will put The Mandalorian up up in the uh, new, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One, and Mandalorian. Wait a moment. Kathy is holding her hand up. She has something to say. <laughs> I just remembered I have uh, May the Fourth Be With You uh, video that I posted a couple years ago oh, that yeah. I took with Jace. Remember, I had a uh, a lightsaber fight with him in the yard, and I was dancing, and he was getting so oh, angry. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted you to stop doing that. He, he oh, wanted me to have a real lightsaber fight and oh, stop God. dancing like an idiot. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. I mean, I used to have, so the same way you had your lightsaber Dance fights. I would, um, I would have superhero battles in my my back den with my kids, and you know, like it, it wasn't Star. And bo- my kids like Star Wars as well, but I had like full on like, all right, you're Spider Man, I'm Hulk, and and we would do this whole thing. And Kathy, the same way you pissed off Jace by dancing, whatever my son was, I was always superior to whoever he was, and he hated that. Oh, whatever character you chose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way more powerful? mm Mm-hmm. If he was Hulk, I was Hulk's dad. (laughs) Do you guys... Do you guys remember we uh, talked years ago just about lightsaber battles uh, about Mendel Doug on Villanova's yeah. oh, yeah, campus? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, can you refresh my memory because I actually I walked past Mendel Hall yesterday. He would wait outside to have lightsaber battles with people on campus, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he had one of those expandable telescoping lightsabers, and I think he would wait for people to challenge him. Right, and that and, was sort of his his whole raison d'être. It was just like to hang out, waiting for people to yeah. challenge him and, and be a part of these lightsaber battles. Raison yeah. d'être. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, uh, his 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 cause his his, his reason his for reason being. being. Ah, so so um, <laughs> uh, yes, I believe so, Nick. Hang okay. on, I've, I've got Brian on the line. Uh, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks, hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for being on every day. It brings uh, a sense of normalcy to you know all this craziness going on, and Thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, 
I wanted to touch on, you know, the whole Star Wars universe. I, I'm the same age as Nick and uh, Casey, so um, it's been a part of my life all my life. Uh, I think if you follow the expanded universe a little bit more closely, the Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, you're probably a little bit more invested in the whole storyline. Um, but as far as the new films are concerned, you got to take them for what they are. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's Star Wars. It's, it's, you know, if you grew up loving it, it's fantastic. I don't pretend to know more than George Lucas does. So those people that criticize him, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I, well, like, for example, you, you talk about the second trilogy, um, uh, Brian, and, and the uh, Phantom Menace, I thought, pretty much stunk. And, and, and the, right. But the other two, I thought, were pretty good efforts. And then in the uh, in the this this recent one, I with the the J.J. Abrams um, helming the whole thing and and seeing you know real real worlds and and not everything CGI and and all of that, I really appreciated that approach. So they're, they're all there's there's good in there, but then you have really good like Rogue One, and that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you were hoping for consistently, and I I didn't find it throughout the subsequent trilogies. No, I, I, I agree with that. Rogue One is, is probably one of the best. Uh, it's up there with Empire. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the new trilogy, you know, I, again, I love it for what it is. It's Star Wars. I've always loved Star Wars. Um, you know, I'm, I'm watching the Clone Wars animated series. You know, the last season of that is now on Disney Plus. And, and it's tying. It's, it's another perspective of Revenge of the Sith. It's all starting to, to tie together. And that's what I love about Star Wars. They always manage to tie everything together. I, now, I'm not, I'm not going to compare it to the Marvel movies. I mean, I think the Marvel movies stand alone, you know, but as far as like all these people criticize that criticizing George Lucas would be like people coming out criticizing Stan Lee for, right. for Marvel. Yeah, it's his, it's his ball it's and bat. Yeah, you, you, they created it. They can do what they want with it. Yeah. So there we go. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, very cool. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, listen, it's it's what he's into. It's what you if you, if you love it, rock on, man. And today's your day, May the fourth. And what do you do exactly on May? The, is, I don't is, know. Is, is the onus on you to watch something Star Wars based? Yes, yes. Drink blue milk. And our buddy Ike Richmond had uh, sent over because um, he's involved with the Keystone Comic Con, which was. Is going to be scheduled from August 28th through Sunday the 29th. They're putting together ways to celebrate and observe. Um, and there's all kinds of different uh, live chats that are going to be going on today with a variety of people from the Star Wars universe. Um, so I would assume you would go to the Keystone Comic Con website for information because they didn't really include that here. Um, but uh, there's a Facebook page uh, apparently that has... Um, live streams and stuff like that that's going to be taking place. So Keystone Comic Con, if you want to look that up. So and that Mandalorian series, that docu series, premieres on Disney Plus. Okay, so. cool, excellent. Well, may the fourth be with you, whether you want it to be or not. And you despise it; it yep. doesn't matter. You yep. can't stop it. All right, we got to take a break because we got some money to give away. I apologize to those who are on hold that I get a chance to get to, uh, but we have an opportunity for you to win in MMR's Rock Refund. And at 8 o'clock, which is rapidly approaching, we'll give you the word that you need to know. We got some guests joining us. In fact, when we return, Louis Knight, yeah. who moves on to the next round in American Idol, he's right down the street in Narberth. Uh, we'll get uh, you know his uh, info on how he's doing. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. So we are three minutes away from uh, sharing a word that could get you five in a box. So I want to hold on just a second because we have a guest on the line. Yes. And we have the bizarre file to do. Three minutes. I'm not going to eat up either one of those things in that amount of time. We no. need to spend a little bit more time with that stuff. But, um... You know what? I can play this yeah. real quick. Got you. So we got a few emails over the weekend. Apparently, Mystery Science Theater 3000, awesome show. Uh, I used to watch it back in the day when it first when I first experienced it on TV, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and started to get caught up in it. But they had a, apparently a special over the weekend, an online special, and it was called uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Social Distancing Riff Along Special. So they were taking the current cast, uh, which uh, you know still involves Crow and Tom Servo and Gypsy, uh, and they were taking old episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and playing little segments of them, but they were also adding new commentary to them. If that makes any sense, it does. Yeah, I think it's kind of. I think it's. I think it's a really cool idea. So this was on YouTube, and we got a we got several emails about. A particular moment. And do you want to hear the yeah. audio? from This is from Mystery Science Theater 3000, their riff-along special over the weekend. So listen to this. This is cool. I'd hope you'd be nicer. Shut up that jazz combo. I'm nervous enough as it is. The overheating is melted. The pressure button. Fries are up. Quick into your suit. Oh, damn. I thought we were taking the suits off. <laughs> Isn't that the new Preston and Steve catchphrase? Danger, explosive door bolts. How about that? Wow. What? So that was Tom Servo <laughs> saying that. So um, if, you're, if you're not familiar with Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, these three people sit down and they watch these old movies. There's a whole backstory as to why they're watching old movies. They're off in space. And they're bad B-level right. movies. It's a whole premise. And they just make comments throughout the entire um, movie. And it's like you and your friends would be, you know, just throwing joke lines out about movies. And so... Uh, I was curious as to why in the world they would mention our show in this. So Marissa and I did a little bit of digging, and the guy who plays Tom Servo currently, his name is Connor McGriffin, and he is from Delaware. Oh, no way. So he must have listened to us. He It says here he is uh, born in Dover, Delaware. He's based in New York City now. He's an actor, singer, and dancer. Uh, and he acted with the Children's Theater of Dover, sang with the Delaware Opera House, and attended the Broadway Theater Project in Florida, left to attend the University of Michigan after college. And uh, he, after college, he worked at a few different places. He worked at uh, Clear Space Productions in Rehoboth, Ivory uh, Ten Playhouse in Connecticut, and Fulton Opera House in Lancaster. Oh. So he's from in and around the area. So he must have thrown that in there for no us. No Play it again. Play it again. Yeah, play yeah. it again. Play it again. Yeah, not the whole thing, but here you go. Isn't that the new Preston and Steve catchphrase? Danger, explosive door bolts. 
That's Isn't that cool. Funny? Isn't that cool? We'll take it. Yeah, totally. Well, now we have to have him on the show. Yeah. We got to find out about that. We have to have our next guest blurt our name out in the middle of uh, American Idol. <laughs> American Idol. Yeah. Absolutely. And then everything, then it'll be complete. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. We were on Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's a very culty show. It is, yeah. And uh, the people that love it, love it. And it's fanatical. It's, it's really fun. So thank you. Uh, that was really awesome, and uh, Connor, we appreciate that. Yeah, man. That was a really cool little shout-out. All right, it's 8. We can do this now. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. The word is only O-N-L-Y. Let's see if you can uh, get 500 bucks armed with that word only. O-N-L-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do so. Uh, via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to be automatically entered into the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so be sure to answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So... The word you need is only O-N-L-Y. Get on it now. All right. We're going to go to our next guest now, Case. Sure, sure, sure. All sure. right. Let's do that because he made it to the top. It was going to be 10, but now it is 11. Uh, with a performance from his home in Narberth, PA. Do you want me to play a little bit of the performance first? Yeah. Decided to play a Coldplay song in my place. So here's a little clip of that. In my place, in my place, with lights that I couldn't change. I was lost, oh yeah. I was lost, I was lost. Crossed lines I shouldn't have crossed. I was lost, oh yeah. Sounds excellent, right? Yeah, yeah. really good. And uh, if you go, with that performance, moved into the final down, 11 on the show. So please welcome Louis Knight. Hey guys, how are you? We're we're doing good, not as good as you. Congratulations, man! <laughs> Thank you so much. I, this is—it's really just—I don't even—it's unbelievable to me that, that we're even having this conversation right now. <laughs> you know what? When you get excited, your Narberth accent comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you—I you, saw the video of you when you found out you were a finalist, and you were overcome you were absolutely <laughs> excited about that man is it still are you still feeling it today i i i am you know it's it's just i i i'm just so grateful um that that like america and especially philadelphia has been so supportive um throughout this entire journey yeah, yeah i mean just, there, there were th- yeah. 36 million votes uh, that got you into, I mean, you didn't get 36 million votes, but total of 36 million votes to get to, to the final top 10. And, and that is um, just astounding. And I wonder, you know, listen, I know that I personally accounted for 30 of your votes <laughs> because you're allowed to Thank vote. You up, so much. <laughs> you're allowed to vote 10 times and they have three different ways that you can vote. So I texted in. I do have the uh, American Idol app, and then I also went to the website as well. So, um, But I had a question about where you performed um, what we saw last night. You were on your front porch. Did you have people on the street to make sure cars didn't drive by and that, like, it was quietish? Well, I actually live on a um, 
kind of in a cul-de-sac because um, the, the end of my road is like just permanently closed. Okay. okay. Um, Lucky so, you. But but we ended up actually having, which was really really cool, a bunch of neighbors. All the neighbors came out and watched my performance from the street, um, which was really cool. Nice. So so everybody stayed, you know, obviously in social distancing, right? Now, but they stayed yeah, in yeah. their own yards, and they were. Is is there a PA? Could they hear you at all? Um. Well, I had my whole piano outside, uh-huh. so I think it was pretty loud. <laughs> okay. Well, so so what kind of equipment did they send you for the for? Uh, I mean, because it, you know, there's it seems like lighting packages and stuff like that. That that I don't know if you already had that or it seems like they sent you a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they sent us everything. And new boxes have been arriving every day with different kind of lighting, um, and. And obviously, we have um, the encoder and the, yeah. the microphones, and it's just crazy. You yeah. know, you know what I think, um, Louis. When this is all done, they may. It's quite possible they'll incorporate elements of what's happening here because you could see. Obviously, there was, you know, uh, um, video feeds from from your friends and family, and there was stuff like that, and there was a really sort of communal sense to what was going on. They may, you know, post pandemic incorporate those aspects into the show when they proceed forward. Do you think that's going to be the case? I mean, I really do think so. I think everyone, I mean, this is all uncharted territory. Yeah. No one has really done this before. And and they've been working so hard trying to make it work. And I think, I mean, they're breaking new ground in, 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 um, in television production. And, I mean, I definitely think they're going to, I think TV is going to change up. Um, all TV is going to change after after they've pulled this off. I mean, yeah, there's a lot they can pull off. Hey, Louis, you know, you mentioned your neighbors, and I'm, I'm sure everybody is supporting you strongly in that area. Has if people know where they you live, have people been like dropping off anything? <laughs> have you had any like little stalkers driving by to take a look? <laughs> Social distance stalkers. Uh, <laughs> I not, not really. Just um, I mean, we have tons of people in our neighborhood, like, going for walks at the moment. I mean, I'm sure that's the case everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then tons of people have, have walked past the house <laughs> and kind of seen me outside rehearsing and um, and just, like, stopped for a wave and just to say hi, which has been really nice, just meeting some more people and... and um, and here and, and and getting that getting their support. It's been yeah. lovely. So what's what's the status? We know we last time we we saw a clip of you uh, delivering pizza to uh, I believe it was a Children's Hospital. Yeah, I honestly I have not had that much time to what to pick up any shifts lately. Yeah, it's been it's been round the clock with <laughs> with Idol. Um, it's been yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm celebrating, but but I'm trying to come back. Um, now work I'm, I'm trying to work twice as hard on every performance um to try to win win more more votes and and kind of just um prove myself to everyone and you know i i'm just i'm just so focused on that right now well yeah i mean you're in the top 11 i mean for all intents and purposes you're in the top 10 because uh you know america only voted for top 10 so like now we're really getting down to crunch time and now um, your craft is is you know more important than ever. Uh, I would imagine just for you know packaging and all that sort of stuff, they want you probably out and about and doing what you normally would be doing if you weren't in a you know national or international singing competition. Yeah. Um, uh, my question next is is when 
do you get to pick your next song or 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 your not even the song, but like the genre? Because I know that they they like to switch it up from time to time, sort of take you out of your comfort zone. So where are we at next in this competition? Yeah, so the theme to to next week are Disney and then um, also Mother's Day. So I'm choosing. Um, yeah, they, they totally let us choose the songs. They obviously wow. have to be cleared and everything because there's there's um, a lot on the publishing side of things. Um, but but yeah, I they let us have um, like full full say, and then they kind of like kind of try to steer us in a direction that they think is good. So, so they, they obviously they're securing the rights now. Obviously, uh, ABC owns uh, Disney, or Disney owns ABC, or blah blah blah. So that's they can accelerate that process. But still, uh, you have to remain in those um, in those parameters. And um, do you, do you have an idea as to what you might go with? I I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm absolutely set on set. Knock on wood. With with the songs that I, that I'd sing, but I'm not sure if I can actually um, reveal. Revealing. All right. I, I don't think I can. I yeah, we don't want to screw it up for you. Yeah. And then it all came crashing down with one interview. Yeah. Yeah. No, we understand. Well, that's that's awesome, man. That uh, that <clears throat> did you feel pretty confident going into it, uh, Lewis? This last performance. I, you know, I, I I really loved my last performance. I felt that it was kind of showing a little bit of the new side of me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, you can never feel so like you can never feel like oh yeah like I'm going through because I I I really have never felt like that throughout this entire show. I mean, even if there's a moment after the performance, I'm like oh yeah like that was great like you know, um, but then it all comes down to it and and it's all twenty of you standing there in front of the camera, and everyone has just done such an incredible job. I mean. These, these are the most talented people I've ever seen and ever had the fortune to, to spend time with and be around. And it's just, it's, it's every, everyone deserves it. Everyone's working so hard, you know? It's, um, well, it'd be nice if you won. Really, I mean, uh, really think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you won. They're all nice, it, but, it would uh, be lovely. It would be lovely. Yeah. but he's so damn yeah. likable. You're, and yeah. you're close. Yeah. You're geographically friendly. So we want you to win. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I really truly believe that you have everything that it takes to win this competition. Plus you know, pizza. Well, because it, it sort of, it goes beyond your singing capabilities. Right. And, and obviously you're, you're an amazing singer. And you're a handsome young man. You got the great accent. You you have all these intangibles that that really can take you really really far. But I mean, it all depends on votes and and voting. You can vote until nine a.m. this morning. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we're really cutting down to the wire now. Wow, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, we want to send people in that direction. Vote for Louie because he's hey man, he's he's Come local. On. He's a great guy. He's got a great talent, and we want you to win. So. Uh, texting well, is it, is this it, Casey? Text- well, there's there's three ways you can vote. Uh, okay. Your your number is five, right? So if you text the number five to two one five two three, you can vote up to ten times for Louie. And then you also, if you want to go to uh, American Idol Vote, uh, just search online on Google. You can Google American Idol Vote. You can vote online, and then also uh, if you have the app, you can vote on the app. So you ultimately you can you can vote for Louie. 
30 times if you really want to, and you have till 9 o'clock to do that because okay. I want to see what uh, Disney song he uh, has in line. As soon as we're done with this break, I'm going to start texting right away. So it's easy. You just text the number 5 to 21523. Yeah. And you can do that how many times? You can do... Th- 10 times? 10 times. So okay. And Louie, if, if he gets it to the next round... He's going to start his next song by saying, this one's for Casey. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I, you guys had made that I'm agreement. Gonna, I'm going to throw that shout out to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so come on. Yeah, come on. We got Mystery Science Theater. Now we need American Idol. Well, Exactly. <laughs> well, no matter what happens, we're very proud of your uh, achievements so far, Louie. But um, feeling pretty good. Feeling, feeling pretty good for you. So uh, well, keep, just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Thank you both so much for your support. It really, really does mean a lot. And um, and and um, thank you for voting. Of yes, course, of course, absolutely. Good luck to you, Louis. Louis yeah, Knight, yeah. guys. American yeah, yeah. Idol, the top eleven. That's amazing. He sounds like you're from London. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, but uh, no, Narvis, PA. Yes, That's where the man lives. That's, That's the awesome. accent you're detecting. You got it. <laughs> All right, we are scheduled to do the bizarre file, so we're going to do that very thing. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. All right, this morning is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil manufactured on site, along with leaf compost, decorative stone pavers, and more. Mulch Works sells to residential and commercial markets with delivery and pickup available. You can visit mulchthis.com to view all products and call their helpful staff to place an order. Well, a clean piece of toilet paper appeared to be a key clue in a caper involving a public restroom and a stolen vehicle. The case of the pristine potty paper free of fetid feces began at Dale Wimbarrow Park, and a sheriff's deputy spotted a parked vehicle that was reported stolen that same day. The investigator uh, searched the area for suspects, checking the public restrooms. The lights in the laboratories weren't on. The deputies announced his presence, or the deputy announced his presence, and got no response. And in a stall in the men's room, the deputy spied a gentleman seated on a commode with his pants partially down. Huh. Two shirts, also broken electronics and other items, were around him. The uh, deputy wrote, "Due to the subject being in the area with a recently reported stolen vehicle, and he attempting to conceal himself in a dark bathroom without answering to my initial announcement, I maintained a visual on the suspect's hands." For officer safety purposes, the man later identified as forty as a forty six year old got some toilet paper and used it to wipe. He then t- looked at the paper in a fashion so the deputy could also see. And the investigator noted, "quote No discoloration consistent with cleaning fecal matter from himself." Huh. The investigation. The investigators deduced the man was pretending to use the facility as a ruse. Because there was no poop on the toilet paper. That's some prime detective work there. They wound it up linking the man listed as homeless to the stolen Let vehicle. Let me smell it. He was arrested on charges of grand theft auto and given a false name while being detained. Poop don't lie. A police officer was suspended after an internal investigation found he used his taser on his then fiance and family friend. Aww. The two gave Officer John Pace their permission to use the weapon on them. Uh, Pace was handed a suspension without pay. He will also have to meet with his supervisor once a month to ensure he's using his taser properly. So you can't lo- use your police weapons on friends and family? No, you're not allowed to. The taser incidents occurred in November and December. Uh, Pace was off-duty and at home during both incidents. In the first incident, Pace used the electroshock device on his fiance. In the second... Can I shoot your leg? He offered to use the weapon on a family friend who agreed. 
And do you mind if I do this on you? Sure, right on. And each incident, he used the taser like a stun gun through direct contact rather than firing the weapon's prongs from a distance. He also gave a friend an expired canister of department-issued pepper spray. Here's a few grenades. I don't know if they work. (laughs) (laughs) Pace's fiance, described by police as now estranged, had reported the incidents to the department's Office of Professional Standards. By the way, those tasers do have hooks in them. Uh, You know? Yeah, but he he didn't shoot it. He He just, just, yeah, yeah, he did that. I mean, these are people he cares about. Yeah, come on. Well, in his decades of beekeeping, Ted McFall had never seen anything like it. As he pulled this truck up to check on a group of hives, he could spot from the window a mess of bee carcasses on the ground. As he looked closer, he saw a pile of dead members of the colony in front of a hive and more carnage inside. Thousands and thousands of bees with their heads torn from their bodies. Oh, I know this. And no sign of culprit. Only later did he come to suspect that the killer was what some researchers simply call the murder hornet. With queens that can grow to two inches long. And that's huge, by the way. They're gigantic. Asian giant hornets can uh, use mandibles shaped like spiked shark fins to wipe out a honeybee hive in a matter of hours, decapitating the bees and flying away with the thoraxes to feed their young. Uh, For larger targets, the hornet's potent venom and stinger, long enough to puncture a beekeeping suit, by the way, make for an excruciating combination that victims have likened to hot metal driving into their skin. That's wonderful, man. Between this and the pandemic, oh, happy days. In Japan, the hornets kill up to 50 people a year. Uh, Now, for the first time, they have arrived in the United States. McFall still is not certain that Asian giant hornets were responsible for the plunder of his hive. But two of the predatory insects were discovered last fall in the northwest corner of Washington State, a few miles north of his property, which these are the first sightings in the United States. Oh, Jesus. Scientists have since embarked on a full-scale hunt for the hornets, worried that the invaders could decimate bee populations in the United States and establish such a deep presence that all hope for eradication could be lost. That would be very bad. That'd be bad. However, their natural enemy, Preston, is the horseshoe bat. So, uh, oh. yeah. We- <laughs> Bring them in. <laughs> Wow. We're so lucky. And then finally, and I love this story, a Florida man is facing trespassing charges after security found him camping on Walt Disney World's Discovery Island. Deputies said they were called Thursday after Richard McGuire was spotted on the Disney-owned property, which is currently closed to the public. So that's where he set up his home. Deputies searched for McGuire on foot by helicopter and by boat before finally making contact with him. Uh, when deputies told McGuire they had been using a loudspeaker uh, addressing him, he said he didn't hear them because he was sleeping inside one of the buildings on the island, which he referred to as, quote, a tropical paradise. <laughs> McGuire told deputies he was not aware that the property was off limits and that he had been camping there since Monday or Tuesday and planned to stay for about a week or so. Yeah, why would they? Why would you naturally assume that it's off limits when it's a private uh, private property and a closed theme park? McGuire was arrested and charged with trespassing on uh, posted property and was also warned about not returning to any additional Walt Disney World property. So, but he right. enjoyed his <laughs> tropical paradise for a few days while nobody was around. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we need to take a break desperately. So we'll come back in a moment or two. We still have on the way Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. They're rebooting that. It's great. And a bunch of other stuff. We'll be right back. 
get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I would like to share a story with the listening audience this morning about stories. something that occurred yesterday. Uh, over the course of the weekend, <clears throat> my wife and I, and actually my son and I too, uh, went out and we started placing the um, uh, MMRs, or, or I'm sorry, the uh, Frontline Heroes Live Here uh, signs that we had uh, done up. And so uh, we, you know, we mapped out our routes and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we got, got our Ways app ready to go and um, headed out. We went out on Saturday, beautiful sunny day. I felt, like I said, I had a convertible. I put the top down. Right. Some sun. It was fantastic. We had a great time. And then yesterday, my wife and I uh, went out. So on 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 Saturday, I hit kind of the Souderton and Harleysville, my direct area that I'm in. And then yesterday, my wife and I branched out, and we went to uh, Royersford and Spring City and Phoenixville. And we were in Phoenixville doing our, our next to last sign. And so... Uh, the way it works is she would drive. I've got the signs in the back seat. I would hop out yeah. when we pull up to the address, go put the sign in, take some pictures, see if anybody's there, uh, and then jump back in the car and head to them. While I was doing that stuff, she's uh, entering the next uh, address into ways. Wow, you so, got it down to a science. Yeah, system, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, who takes your pictures? Did she take a picture? I just took my own. I was All just right, doing selfies. All right. So uh, we're at uh, our next to last location in Phoenixville. And I'm uh, I'm out front and I'm I'm putting the um, I'm putting the sign out and it's in uh, like a like condos type of a right. a, 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 of a, a street and I I hear I hear oh my god it's Preston I hear it from like way off <laughs> oh my god it's Preston <laughs> and I look around and I don't see anybody and I'm like where the hell? did I just hear that or did, <laughs> am I hearing things. And, I, and it, it was actually coming from a car coming up the street. I could actually, she said it so loud that I could hear what? it from the car. And then I, and then I hear, we just got married. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you talking What's about? going she, on here? And so this couple gets out of the car. She's wearing a wedding dress and carrying a bouquet. No oh, way. And they come walking up to the house. And it was the house at which we were putting the sign oh, in the out. front yard for they just got married. It was Katie and Ruben. Hey, yeah, oh, that's awesome. So I, I I I don't have the email with. Well, maybe I do. I got the email um, who of the person who nominated them. Let me pull it up because it's a it's a great story. Uh, and I was uh, I I didn't realize because I had read so many letters that morning that I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, here it is. This is from Danielle who had nominated him. And said, this, is, this house not only has one respiratory therapist, but it also has one physical therapist. Yep, two heroes in one house. They are an amazing couple that work their butts off to care for others, then come home and care for two beautiful little girls. Uh, they were going to marry this December, but due to their risky line of work, they will be tying the knot this Sunday. I didn't even see that part of the email. Uh, just in case one of them gets sick, so they want to get married Aww. now. Yeah. I would imagine for you know benefits and things like that, or, or sure. insurance. No, that makes sense. So and and they they came walking up, and they had apparently been 
I guess they were in, right in Phoenixville, and they had a private ceremony, and they got married, just the two of them, and they were coming home. So this was their honeymoon, coming back to me, wow. putting That's a sign awesome. in their front yard. I thought it was so cool. The timing was perfect. And you had your mask on. And I, yep, I Your put, cool mask. I, I put my mask on, and uh, they were so happy, and she's just like, this is just the greatest thing. <laughs> this is awesome. This couldn't get any better. Now that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just the timing of it is perfect. I, I love it when things work out like that. When a plan I mean, comes together. Well, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, if um, if you didn't map it, if you didn't leave your house at the time that you left your house, like, you know, all of those things that sort of, like, go into <sighs> How everything worked out. Like, if one thing was off, just by, you, you, you know, know a by second, a second, you would have missed it. You would have missed it. I have every confidence that every sign I've dropped off, somebody's called the police in the neighborhood <laughs> that I the sign off. Because I, I, I pull up in a very, like, clandestine way. I'm, I look like a serial killer when I get out of the house. I, I'm sure someone's saying, yes, he's, he's, he's very scary looking. Please I, come quickly. I, I was happy that um, they were excited to see me there because... They obviously had to change their plans, and this was not the wedding that they probably had hoped for. No. Yeah. And they were, you know, I, I felt kind of sad that they, they had to do it in such a private, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what their plans were. Maybe they wanted to do, to be just the two of them. But, you know, they, they were dressed up and everything, and I felt kind of bad that they had to, to do this the way they did it. Um, I'm sure they have stuff planned for later in the year that's sure. going to be a bigger celebration. Right. But I was happy that I was there, and they were so excited about that, too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Did you six-foot dance uh, with the bride? I should have yeah. done that. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. just put my arms up like I'm holding her <laughs> at six feet away. It was really cute. I, oh, my God. She, she looks adorable. I mean, yeah. that's a wonderful moment in time. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, for, for the most part, um, a majority of the houses that I went to, people weren't home. Yeah, because um, they're, they're, they're working oh, their sorry. asses off. And yeah. if it was yesterday, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. People got out. Uh, but I did get to see a couple of people. Uh, I went to a house. The last house that I did, just wanted to let you guys know that uh, that the both the uh, husband and the wife have COVID as a result of her job as, okay. a, as a nurse. She right. contracted the, the disease um, at at the job and then gave it to her husband. Yep. Um, and so they're they're currently suffering. So this definitely is... Uh, you know, some serious business. And then I, you know, dropped it off at uh, on Friday at a gentleman's house who's a nurse, an anesthetist at uh, Crozier. And he's taking every precaution. He showed me pictures of what he has to wear, you know, for you know three, four or five hours at a time right. you know, as he's doing surgery and stuff. And then um, I ran into, I wish I could remember the name of these people. Uh, that I went to, uh, you know what? I probably should have. Uh, He's going through all the emails, all the right emails now, and but... stuff that I got. Uh, but I ended up running into, uh, you know, a, a sister combo. They basically lived across the street from each other, and they were home as well. So, um, there, none of these people um, would ever submit for themselves, right? You know, so these were all submitted by other people, and and you know, so my my hat goes off to you guys. Thank you for doing what you're doing, and um, you know, stay safe out there. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I don't know how we are status-wise on signs, but you can, you know, you can check PrestonSteve.com and nominate somebody if you'd like to. I don't know. You know, we had a couple hundred more, and, and we, we are getting them out as we speak. So A lot of the air staff has also volunteered for the areas that they're in. I know Pierre's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's actually completed it. Yes. Or- so even if you're not a frontline hero, you might end up with one of those signs in the <laughs> right. front yard. I got lost. <laughs> yeah. um, Wait, mm-hmm. did that happen or you're just... I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. It is here. I'm just using the track record. Okay.
uh, to guess that something like that might happen. But I got a really nice text from an old friend of mine. Uh, if anybody has ever uh, worked for the Sixers or, uh, you know, kind of knows some of the, the crew over there, um, a guy named Jerry Mack worked for uh, the Sixers for years, and he was such a great guy. Um, but he sent me a text message, and uh, his daughter had one of the signs uh, in the front lawn. And I'll just read it to you real quick. It says, uh, hey, Kath, it's Jerry Mack, and I'm at my daughter Mallory's house. Uh, makes our day, you guys are heroes also everyone needs your humor now god bless and keep up the work and thank all the mmr peeps for the signs that's cool that's nice. it's so neat when you get messages from people because like you said we're doing this and most of the time they're not home and we don't necessarily know the people we probably don't know the people but somehow especially through social media because we're all posting on our instagram accounts and twitter and whatever people are able to connect and all of a sudden these these bridges have been divided and it's it's really neat to hear from people saying i can't believe i got nominated i can't believe there's a sign on my lawn and uh it's it's touching for us it's also i'm having so much fun doing it it, it is I, fun. I, I went out with my son over the weekend and we just we, we found a whole bunch of uh, houses to deliver and uh so I'm, I'm having a great time doing it i hope we can do this for a while we had another interesting one uh happen in phoenixville and we didn't find out about it till later on rochelle something saw something on facebook about it so we so we you know we're, we're dotting that area and we put signs up and on our way home, Nick, you know the the low um, uh, bridge that you have to go yes. under through Phoenixville. Well, they're, they're doing some work on that, and we, we had sat in some traffic for a while. And I'm like, okay, they must be doing some construction. And you know, a fire department was there, and they were they were directing traffic as we went through. What the f- is it? <laughs> exactly. So, but but we went through, and we got home, and later on, Rochelle pulled up a, a Facebook post that she found of one of the houses where we left a sign. That said that they were what was actually happening. There wasn't construction. There was a water rescue that was going on. Oh wow! Whoa. And one of the people that uh, we put a sign uh, in their yard was an EMT worker, and they were there, and they were there working How that about whole that? thing. And then they got home, and when they got home from spending all that day working on that, the sign was there in their front yard. And they loved it. They thought it was awesome. It's a wonderful so, thing. I don't know what that. I, I didn't. Never found out the story of the water rescue and what happened. If anybody was hurt or everybody was okay or not. But. People go uh, canoeing and kayaking and, and rafting uh, on that stretch of the Schuylkill and also on the Perkiomen Creek. And every now and then it can get a little dangerous. So maybe yeah. that's something to do. But that's pure speculation, obviously. Uh, Marissa says there is a great gallery of people with their signs on PrestonandSteve.com. So if you'd like to uh, take a look, you can you can see some of those frontline heroes. I'm going to take some more pictures. I, I did want to take pictures of people's houses, but I guess if I take it the right way, I can post the picture. If you just don't have their address in it, that's what I was making sure. What I'll do is I'll make sure that I take a picture of the the area of the house where I think you could gain entry the easiest. Yes. Right, oh, right, 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 right. And I think yeah. that that to me would be a service. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna, sure. I'll be in Abington and Glenside and Roxborough today, so if you have a window that's usually unlocked. <laughs> Steve, one, one guy had this beautiful red motorcycle on his front porch. Like, yeah. that was where he parked it, and Jace put the, the sign in that yard, and I saw him, and he was, like, creeping over. I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't realize the motorcycle was there. He's like, this guy's got a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm going to start creeping it. Around. Yeah. But listen, it was so gorgeous yesterday. Did you guys spend some time outside? I did. Oh I, did. I, I, I mowed like a mofo. Me too, man. I mowed, and my lines were straight, and it looked perfect. My lines aren't straight because my my street curves, and so like I you got you got to talk to someone. I know. I, I'm gonna, they need to fix. I'm going to flatten out my street a little bit. No, so the lines look good, but if you were to like take a picture of it. Well, your your lines are, are curvy. Well, here's what you do with that that area where your where your yard is, and I'm going to yeah. draw you a little diagram here, okay. Casey. Let's say this is 
This is the street here. Uh-huh. So what you do is you cut a strip straight <gasps> first, you know, this, and then you clean this part up. And then you just see what I mean? The hell was I thinking? What were you thinking? God almighty. You don't have to you follow You call yourself a lawnmower? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, just so. hire someone to do it. I used to. Yeah, you could do that, too. <laughs> uh, I used to do that in my, my old house. Yeah. So, so I would, uh, yep. I've been trying um, and unsuccessfully thus far to talk my wife into let me get a, a zero-turn tractor. Uh, we don't need it. It's not like we have don't have the we, you know they have the acreage or whatever. It's just cool looking. You okay. know what I mean? Um, I bought a uh, electric mower, Casey. So uh, Steve, I think do you have one? I have battery, battery powered. Yep. Yeah, that's what I have as well. And I have so a mo- I got and the, it's awesome. Yeah, battery powered, and the uh, you can exchange the battery with uh, the mower. And I got a, a leaf blower as well. And uh, I feel like I'm a little greener now, yep. and I never have to fill a gas tank. Before. Yeah, well, and then I go out and I burn about nine tanks full of propane. For <laughs> uh, but uh, what I uh, yeah to that point, like I iWorks, I think is the, the brand, and so it has the uh, the weed whacker, the leaf blower. It's, it's all the same battery system, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's it's really cool. Are you guys? Um, do you guys bag your grass? Or... I bag my grass. You do. I'm a yeah, you're a grass I'm bagger? a bagger. Yeah, okay. I'm Depends. a ham and agger. That's way too much work for me. So. I do what Kathy does. I pay for somebody to do it. Yeah, isn't oh, okay. that? They're really it's great. The best. <laughs> the services are really nice. They come yeah. mm-hmm. once a week. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, one thing, one tip I would like to ask of people because there were lots of people out. Obviously, it was a little stir crazy lately, and a lot of people were out getting exercise and things like yes. that. Um, and walking, a lot of walking together, and you know if. The middle of the road is for cars. Right. Okay, the middle of the road. I'm not talking about bikes Dude. either. I'm talking Dude. about people walking. Right. Oh, my God. Right? Wait, you yeah, have sidewalks, right. Preston. No, no, not in my neighborhood. Oh, okay. On streets, all right. main thoroughfares, mind you. I'm trying to keep away from the sidewalks, and they're have, walking in the middle of the streets. That don't have sidewalks. Right. And th- another thing, you know, and, and your family, you've been living together, you don't have to socially distance, that's great. But get in a goddamn single file line <laughs> if you're in the road. Yeah. Um, you know, because we, the cars, which are the ones that the roads were built for, yes, right, yes, are, yes. have to go swerve across the middle line. And there might be a car coming around that corner or that little hill that you can't see. Sadly, pedestrians have the right of way, but we need to change that. Well, Not I mean, in the middle of the road, they don't. In a thoroughfare, yeah. come on, man. I was driving. This is dangerous. Uh, yeah. I was in a park on Saturday. We went to a place called the Willows, and um, and I I've noticed that most people are generally happier and more polite and more patient right now. Which they is are. Nice. I've noticed and, that as well, uh, and I appreciate it. But there was an, an an older gentleman who had headphones on, who was walking as if he were kind of like drunk, or uh, but he was walking in the middle of the road, and there were. Four or five cars lined up behind this guy. It reminded me of the scene of of Ferris Bueller towards the end where the dad's driving home and that old lady's in the car (laughs) weaving around traffic. And nobody could get around this guy. And he was oblivious to everything that was going on around him because he had headphones on. And I was like, dude. There has to be some sort of stipulation within the law that would allow you to hit someone like that, right? Come on. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I mean, Um, we're not talking kill, but we're talking launch. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, I would just appreciate a little little bit of room just out of safety sake. Listen, if if you're you know, if, if you're going to be like pedestrians right away. Yeah. I can do what I want to right. do. Yeah. Well, then you're just being an ego. Right. I mean, you just think about the safety sake. Nobody wants anybody to get hurt. I went to Not a state park completely. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, true. <laughs> I went to a state park that I had never been to over the weekend and I will say that um at least what I experienced, a lot of people st- still adhering to the social distancing and when people are coming by stepping off to the side and it was really nice to see that people could be outside and still do that do you not piss me off though 
Squirrel's coming right up to you. Like, God damn it. Face, please. <laughs> Six feet, please. Yes. Yeah, your mouth what? is wide open because you got those egg coins in it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of squirrels, I ordered. Did you guys see the uh, squirrel picnic table? Did you guys no. see that? No. Okay. So there's a guy. There's lately. There's been the rounds of uh, people said they have these little miniature picnic tables, right, Kathy? Yes. And there's a guy locally yeah. who makes them, and I ordered from him uh, because I thought Jace would love this. And you put like so it's it's a little tiny picnic table. There's a little um, bowl in the center of the picnic Aww. table. So essentially, that's where the rats. No, well, the squirrel comes over and it looks like he's sitting at the picnic table having yep. lunch. Oh, that's cute. So and... I got one for Jace because you can order the option where they put it together. So I, I bought it so that Jace could put it together. I, it's not here. Like, it, it's been like a month at this point. And Oops. It's, I know. I'm, I'm getting annoyed. That son of a bitch. So what you, what you, do we need to get a, get some bats and go over to the house? I think, well, no. Maybe if you I, paid I for shipping, it would be here by now. Yeah. You know what, Casey? Casey, I paid Fifteen dollars for shipping. No! Yes, oh yes. It was Never more than again. the product. Mommy, wine time must have been a little <laughs> lengthy that day. It was more than the product. You know what? I thought it was so cute, and I thought, okay, well, I'm supporting this this local guy who's who's you know making these and selling them. Well, what the frig did I pay fifteen dollars for, dude? Hey, where's my table? <laughs> yeah. um, so, Kathy, the one that we're looking at attaches to a fence, so it's off the ground. Yes. Yeah, well, so you can you can buy one that comes with um, like an attachment that can. You can put on a tree or a fence or something like that, or you could just sit it on your patio. Right. Or, so other you know, predatory stuff. animals have easier access to the squirrel. Yep. <laughs> no. Yep. 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 I uh, got some calls coming in about the day being so beautiful and people out and about. I'm going to go to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call about the people walking in the middle of the street. Yes. Uh, it's pretty aggravating. <laughs> I was moving um, from house to house this weekend, and uh, I, I went by a lady, an older lady, and a man, and they looked at me as if I was in the way. Like, they were in the middle of the street, and, like, they looked at me like, what are you doing driving in the street? I, I didn't understand. Uh, yeah, I this is I, where the cars go. Yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know why, like, uh, I guess people are just like, hey, I'm outside. Like, watch out for me. I can walk where I want now, you know? No, there's been no formal issuing of a, um, you know, you can walk wherever you want uh, edict from uh, Governor Wolf or whatever. Everything, Thanks, there's Dave. stuff coming down the bike every time you turn around but i think you still pretty much should observe the rules of the road yes and if you're walking if you're walking in a dangerous fashion where you're causing you're going to cause an accident yeah i can understand if you're in the road a little bit off to the side but down the middle of the road it makes no. no sense now steve i've actually have been in some neighborhoods uh where there are sidewalks and people walk in the streets yeah that's my neighborhood <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't get it we have sidewalks why are you walking in the street? What do you get out of walking in the street? I don't. I don't. Is know. it a fear of being in in proximity to people on the sidewalks? This was before the pandemic. This is way before. That. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then f that. Oh, I don't get it. I, I run in the street. Do you, you run and and not on the sidewalk? <laughs> not on the sidewalk. Well, yeah. and you probably have a reason, right? Um, I, you know what? I just like it better. It's just sort of like a smoother surface. I don't have to, you know, worry about, I mean, not that I fall all the time, but I, I did trip one time, uh, because the sidewalk was an uneven, uh, <laughs> two uneven slabs. So I don't know. I just, I think it, I like it. And, uh, for me, it's, it seems like it's safer to run. I, I don't run in the middle safer? of the street. I run off to the side. Kathy, it's safer to run where the cars are. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, it's, um, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but general rule of thumb is when you run in the street, you're supposed to run against traffic, right? Right. This is like the ongoing thing. I think 
running is against and biking is with. Is yeah, you bike with yes, traffic you bike and you and you run against. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Now I uh, when I jog, I in in our neighborhood we have a sidewalk. I will jog on the sidewalk. Uh, there are areas where you can leave the neighborhood and get on the road, and there's a nice wide. Uh, shoulder. I would never run on one that has no shoulder. I just, there's no way. It wouldn't be worth it to uh, me. It's, well, I always feel like you're going to get, cl- you had the story of a uh, Joey Pants getting yeah. clipped. Yeah. Uh, so well, I'm not talking about like, like, like a uh, neighborhood streets. Like if I'm on, on a main street, no, I, I would do you ever, do you ever run on the turnpike? <laughs> no, but like Fayette Street, I don't run on that. I'll right. run on the sidewalk. But if I'm going through my neighborhood, yeah. I'll go on the side of the street. Steve, okay. I know somebody who rides their bike. Legally, on Route 55, when he dry, he rides his bike down the shore. How is that legal? He's got a letter from the lieutenant the governor is, or something like that. Is this like the that? guy that you told me that is diehard F him? I'm, I can be where I want to be about bikes? Yeah, he's probably listening right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> He does not care. Really? Well, does so, not care. So his line of thinking, and this is, uh, you know, not talking about riding on the highway. Uh, his line of thinking is he need, he he wants to be safe. And by being safe, he needs to be, uh, like, a little bit more aggressive with his, where he places himself on the road. If you kind of only give yourself a couple of inches between, you know, the your bike and the curb... You tend to put yourself at risk, so he he puts himself away from the curb. Meaning a he bit. could hit the curb and wipe out. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, and sure. then also you know up against the curb, there's there's more um, hazards, monsters, you know, mo- monsters too. But <laughs> they you know, hide between the cars, stones and glass and rocks and um, nails and all that sort of stuff. But right. but but can't you get to the beach uh, in another way than 55? I mean, there's there so goes, many back roads. He goes on 55. He's been pulled over by police. So many times, and he presents his letter. And he presents who's the letter, letter from? I think it's Lieutenant Governor or somebody. I don't know the Chancellor of Viceroy, Minister, <laughs> the Viceroy of the Seventh now, District have, of the Council of Elders. Do you have to get special permission to do that? So not every citizen can do that. That's a good. No, well, I don't want to because speak if, for everybody if every here. citizen can do it, then why would you need a letter? Why would you need a letter? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess because the general thinking is that the the. You would think that you're not allowed to ride on oh, that Dear road. police officers, I am the Pope, and I say he can ride his dumb bike on 55. <laughs> yeah, because that's a, I mean, that's, you know, 55 miles an hour, which mm-hmm. people go 70 yeah. Uh, yeah. or more. And that's dangerous, man. I wow. mean, okay. if, you're, if you're on a bicycle and you can go 70 miles an hour, then I say more power to you. Well, he does. He, he cooks on a bike. Not I 70? Yeah, well, not 70, but, I mean, he does easily 25, 30. I mean, that's like, not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I don't feel, and I ride my bike a lot, I still, to this day, don't feel safe riding on the road. Yeah. I, and I'm not talking about highways. I'm just talking about regularly. If it's not a side road... I, I feel very yeah, unsafe. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. A lot of people were dusting off the bikes yesterday, though, man. Plenty of people out riding. Which motorcycles, is too. Great to see. I saw things like the Perkyoman Trail. Yeah, motorcycles, Jeeps, convertibles. Everybody was out. It recumbent was, bicycles. It was so I didn't see any recumbent bikes <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do, too. There are some people that need them because of back issues. That's true. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. most people that ride them are a-holes. I mean, it's let's be honest. It's pretty impossible to not look dorky on one of those, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I, I've, I've chosen a different way. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to ride in a recumbent fashion. <laughs> I have an adult tricycle. I think you look. What do you think looks dorkier? Adult tricycle? Oh, my God. I got it for the shore. I. <laughs> I got it for the shore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Right I don't think I've what, ever seen it. What's any... your name, son? Did you lose your mommy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a very slow child uh, here. Huge, huge child. <laughs> <laughs> I got one because Chuck has one, and I like it, and you can put things in the basket. What do they look like? They're like... It's a, yeah. a giant... Well, it's a giant tricycle. I mean, All right, wait. I have Tell to me more about that. this basket. Yeah. I want to know about the basket. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, man? He's got his toys in there. He's got a <laughs> ball and some string and gum. Big pouch of gum. Got some toys in there. <laughs> I think I have a picture of... Okay. I, I don't have a picture of mine. I think I have a picture of Chuck's. You're bringing me around oh, on the oh, basket. No, I, I do have a picture of mine. Now, right, listen. It. it needs a little bit of work. Oh, no. It's a little bit rusted. I bought it at a yard sale. Oh, my God. It's a little dorky. It is insanely dorky. Hold it up. You can get oh. away with it down the shore. God. Oh, wow. Let me see, Press. Park, show park, I will. I will. Hang on, hang on. Uh, park this next to the Vespa and your and your blades. Yes. <laughs> and, there you go, Case. There oh, you go, yeah. Case. Okay. Can you uh, see that? Wow, right. Case. Yeah, that's that's really really dorky. It does but have a basket? It does have a basket, so I can go to the market. And, Nick, you know. it's got two baskets on it. Oh, there's one on the front and one on the back. Oh, I didn't even Man. realize the front one. Ah! <laughs> you, didn't you didn't even, even realize it. You were so enamored by the rear basket. Yeah, I never noticed there was a front basket. I need new rims. I'm gonna get some badass rims for it. Yeah, make yeah. that thing badass. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Bob real quick. He's got a point about 55 in New Jersey. Hi, Bob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, you wanted to point something out? Yeah, pretty much every exit getting onto Route 55 has a sign that says you're not allowed to ride a bike on that road. So, and I thought that was the case as well, Bob. And, and uh, so, Casey, this, I need to know where this letter yeah, came from no that gave him special bicycle privileges. Yeah, this guy gets on an exit where that sign's not posted, so... <laughs> Here's what he does, yeah. Bob. His friend actually unscrews the sign and puts it down on the grass and then he can get on. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. I think that, to me, I think that 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 would be a distraction that would probably cause accidents. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever seen anybody riding their bike on that road. Now, they're tricycles. You see them all the time all on the interstate. Well, yeah. it's three wheels. It's safer. <laughs> Tricycle, <laughs> and you, why? Why did you want to get that? Just because well, it's well, e- Chuck has one, okay. and so it would be easy if I wanted to. And go, it's boss. If I wanted to go up to the Crest Market. I can go there, get my sundries, and <laughs> yeah. you know, get all my. It's a sundry bike. <laughs> sure, it's a sundry okay. bike. Yeah, uh, dear store clerk, I've sent my son to pick up some things. <laughs> he has the exact amount in his pocket. <laughs> Okay, now that I could see. If you're using it to... to... There you go. There's your licorice, and there's your milk, and there's your Band-Aid. <laughs> uh, I could see if, if you're head of the grocery store, you yeah. would have that basket's very, very large. Both of them. You could you could get a decent amount of stuff and ride that right. bike. I want a ham. Uh-huh. You could... <laughs> so I, I wanted to have as many bikes as I possibly could at the house so that if we have guests and guests need bikes... You need a guest bike. All those, yeah, you need a few guest bikes. I have a few guest bikes, and then there's like a little beach bar that's down the road mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, I don't even know, five, six, seven blocks away. That's good bike riding distance. You can do that. Put the drunkest person on that bike. Are you going to get a bell for your tricycle? I, you think, there's, I think there is a bell on it. Uh, the ring, ring, ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here it is. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you could get the little squeaky horn. I what? would do... Th- 
I would do. I have bells on my other bike, and it's um, it's not a bell. It's a it's a loudspeaker, and when you hit it, it goes. Watch the tram car, please. Seriously? Yeah. Watch the tram car, please. Hang on. Chuck came in. Chuck is a fellow <laughs> trike guy. Listen, Chuck. man. All you have to do is ride the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you're in love. And then you know. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. you you get when you take it out on the open highway and open it up. No. Well, <laughs> well you can't fall off it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I guess in when when you're at the shore, it's it's a license to to act like a senior citizen. I think right. you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, it's really golf cart stuff like that, right? You can get yeah. away with so much down there that you wouldn't normally be able to get away with up here, as far yeah. as appearances are concerned. I also have a tandem bike down there. You a bicycle, bicycle built for two. Built for two? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tons of fun. Okay. There's, yeah, that's exactly what mine looks like right there. Uh, oh, that's actually that's uh, it's dorky, but it's fun dorky tricycle that we're looking at. Um, who rides the bicycle built for two? You and Casey? I've never. No, I haven't been on that one yet. Is and it a recumbent bicycle sweet. built for two? <laughs> <laughs> the kids like it. I uh, ride around with my my buddy Kevin. Who's listening right now? He told me to come in here and defend the tricycle and the bike. <laughs> Who takes the submissive on a, on a when it's two I've, dudes? I've been in the front. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is that this? I guess that's the that's submissive. the dom- that's the superior. That's yeah, the dominant. You get to steer. So <laughs> Chuck is like three streets over from me. And last summer, he and his wife they rode on the tricycle over to my house. Yeah, he rode the tricycle and she rode in the back basket. She was in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> How All big right. is the basket? It, well, I, listen, my fat ass couldn't fit in it, but uh, but little Leanne, she yeah, 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 she yeah, she's yeah. tiny. Says right on it, not meant for ham ass. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, are you guys going to get together and ride your tricycles together all summer? Okay, <laughs> but you know, at a, hey, safe, at a safe distance. <laughs> my tricycle's parked outside. Uh-huh. We're going to ride all night. All night. Oh my god. <laughs> But I, I honestly, I need to get Song mine. called Ode to Ham Ass. <laughs> I need to get mine fixed up a little bit first. Yeah. Your tricycle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a little rusted. Riding my tricycle. Basket in the front, basket in the back. Ham Ass can't fit in the back. This <laughs> called Tricycle Road. Did you uh, did you buy it from someone down the shore? Yeah, I saw it in a yard sale. Oh, okay. Uh, it was I, an impulse buy. Well, yes. I or, mean... Had I not known somebody with a tricycle that I really liked, I probably... I know someone with a tricycle. <laughs> I probably would have just driven past it. In fact, I think what ended up happening is I drove past it, I wasn't able to stop, and then I had Chuck's wife go over and, and get it for me. Oh. Yeah. See that slow young man back there? He would like to purchase this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're going to dress him up this summer. All right. Okay. Pinwheels, pinwheels, flags. Oh, my you know. God. John Philip Sousa playing. I'm going to let you ride it, Preston. You're going to come around. If that's what you like, that's what you like. That's great. I'm not one to judge. As Casey says, it's not my place to judge. No. Mm-hmm. I just like it. I'm not saying it's the best. Yeah. Just no, when you, I like it. When right. you really want, when you want to macho up, you get on your vest. I get on my vest. Oh, that's, you know what? We got to right. take a break because we have uh, Derek Pitts from oh, the right. Institute coming up. So anyhow, beautiful weather. Uh, it's looking really nice again today. Yes, it is. A little bit cooler, around 70 degrees, but uh, it's uh. cooling off the next couple days. Wednesday, our high is only going to be like 52, 53 degrees. So. Suck it. Just letting you know, but uh, nonetheless, everybody kind of aired their tricycles out yesterday and, <laughs> and so on. So we're going to take a break and be back in a second. May the 4th, there's another uh, event coming up with uh, the Franklin Institute. So we'll talk to Derek Pitts when we get back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're scheduled to have Derek Pitts on now, right? Yeah. We yeah what the hell's going on? It's quarter after night. This is like. 
15 minutes ago. He hasn't called? Uh, no. Nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. He said you right. said something that upset him, Nick. Oh, no, yeah. you well, did it again. Damn it. I called him an amateur. Damn it. <laughs> you hey, space boy, why don't you amateur. go play with your toys? All right, let me see if I can figure it out. All right, uh, in the meantime, we can go through some pieces of audio that we have. There's an interesting story about some uh, YouTube uh, guys that pull pranks on YouTube. Yes, it's part um, of their deal. Yep. And uh, I guess they're out of uh, London. Yes, and they uh, have, sometimes they'll reach out and they'll get the people to do uh, interviews because they claim that they are from a <clears throat> a respected source of some type, like a talk show. And in this case, yeah, what they did is show. they've been accruing, um, mm-hmm. and they 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 did sort of like a Zoom chat with. Um, well, you'll you'll say who it's with, but what they did is they they grabbed clips of Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. So the premise was is that Jimmy Fallon from the Tonight Show was going to conduct this interview. Yes. And the subject was, Preston? It is Carol Effin Baskin uh, from Tiger King. So they had uh, they had contacted her uh, uh, n- numerous times to try and set this up, and she had refused. Right. And um, she explains in the some of the audio why she finally agreed to do it, because okay. it's Jimmy Fallon. Right. And, and her daughter apparently wants her to do it. And also, behind the scenes, they had promised that they would not ask about Tiger King right. at all, because she didn't like Tiger King, because... Well, people thought she murdered her husband after they saw the... <laughs> and that's going to set you off yes. when people assume you've... And I'm, my guess is rightly so murdered your husband. So what these guys did, and it's it's pretty ingenious and it takes a lot, a lot of legwork to do this. They went through audio clips of Jimmy and they found anytime oh he referenced cats or anything along those lines. Yeah. And they took all kinds of audio, Kathy, and they isolated it, and then they played it back on an, an iPad, essentially. So what's happening also is that because he's doing... Uh, all of his interviews now are being conducted this way, everything seemed within context. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's reaching out, and he's asking about quarantine questions and all that stuff. I, I wouldn't say it's hilarious, but it's pretty wild that they're able to pull it off the way they did. Yep. So yeah. uh, so what they would do, yeah, they, they were just playing audio down the line. She right. couldn't see. And so she's just hearing Jimmy, right, so yeah. so to speak. Uh, so we have a couple of clips to play here. Uh, this is uh, Jimmy asking yeah. how she's doing, right? Yeah. So Virtual Jimmy. The interview played out. Thank you so much for being on our show. We appreciate it. We love you. How are you? I'm doing great. My daughter. So, so that's just recorded from a yeah. completely different interview oh of God. Jimmy saying that. And, and there she is. Thank you so much Sorry, for being on our show. We appreciate it. We love you. How are you? I'm doing great. My daughter, Jamie, suggested that I do this interview with you. So she says hi. Are you with family now or are you by yourself? My husband and I live about five miles from the sanctuary and my daughter lives next door to us. Yeah. Are you getting to work on anything? What are you up to? Unfortunately, due to the loss of tourism revenue, we had to let go about half of our staff, but it means all of us are having to work double time to make sure that all of that happens. You really did that? I'm sorry? (laughs) Uh, You really did that? (laughs) Here's another clip, and uh, this is her talking about the fact that they are not sure if they'll do tiger tours again. Right. So here we go. It looks like you're really handling this whole quarantine well. Yeah, we have to. We have so many cats depending on us. We got a lot of animals back there. Yes, we have 55 <laughs> exotic cats. Uh, lots and lots. Oh, my goodness. Lucky. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> when does anybody ever get to see a, a cat? After COVID-19, I just don't know if we're ever going to be able to do tours again. So there was, you know, oh he mentioned a cat. Right. So she's they... like, she's going along. She's mm-hmm. talking about the whole thing. And then it's, at one point... Um, 
the guys come on and act, you know, as if they're the producers of the show and telling Jimmy to wrap wrap up the interview. Okay. Does she but, go the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. How, and how long did they get her? A good on? question. There's a there's a video that runs a couple of minutes. It's it's just it's 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 a small segment, but it, it it's a lot to do something like this when you're in the moment <laughs> to have because you have to have potential responses, generic responses ready, and so they're they're firing them as she's asking. Here we go. That's fantastic. Thank you. Can we just have uh, Jimmy's outro to that, please? Coming to Jimmy in three, two, one. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It means a lot to so many millions of people watching the show. Thank you so much. Then that's wow. how they wrapped it up. Oh yeah, they pulled it off, so she had no idea. Yeah. I guess she's finding out today. <laughs> she, she is, oh, yeah. It was a total Again, scam. No, nothing that was that an indictment or anything that no. made her look stupid. I mean, you know, out. Outside than the normal bad PR she got from Tiger King to begin with, yeah. but it was just a standard interview. Well, the only thing, the the one thing is, is they got an interview because she hasn't been doing Not any interviews because everybody wants to ask her about Tiger King. Yep. So they went under the agreement that it wouldn't be talked about at all. And uh, so they were able to actually get her since Tiger King. So interesting, right? All right. Now, we have several pieces of audio. Like I said, we were going to be talking to Derek Pitt. So we got to kind of find some other things. And I don't know what this is, but I saw it on a list of clips of audio. And all it says in quotations is, I wonder what's inside your butthole. So this is a little girl that did this song. Supposedly this little girl that did this song. And the nature of uh, being in isolation and locked up uh, under quarantine is that things become viral uh, instantly. And this song became viral. And okay. it's a little girl singing a song that she supposedly composed. Here we go. I wonder what's inside your book. <laughs> I wonder what's inside your book. Maybe there's astronauts. Maybe there's aliens. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Adorable. That's the Inside Your Butthole song from Lisa Rifle. Okay. All right. Oh my God. I thought it was going to be an actual song, but no, okay. So it's a little kid. I'm like, all right. And that. This is where entertainment is going. That was a viral explosion over the weekend of the Inside Your Butthole song. All righty. And she's little. She's tiny. Very tiny. And really can't play. If you really really want to examine it, she's really not even playing. Oh my God. Okay. Well, listen. You can never, ever, ever predict what is going to take <laughs> off, ever. What's inside your butthole, son? Uh, and and now on to astronomy. Yes. Yay! Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, he can answer that question. Uh, you know what she said? Are there astronauts or aliens in there? That was the first line of the song, so I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, the Franklin Institute is a wonderful gem of Philadelphia. Sure is. And we love this guy. We love talking to him anytime at all as the chief astronomer and director of the Fells Planetarium. Please welcome our friend, Mr. Derek Pitts. Hey! Good, morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. Good morning, Derek. And may the fourth be with you, sir. Thank you. And to you. Yes. Uh, you know what? We had, we had a lengthy uh, Star Wars discussion uh, earlier this morning. And uh, where, where do you hold... That series of films uh, in in your heart is it uh, fond childhood memories? Was it pivotal in your life? Oh my goodness, such fun childhood memories! Weren't they wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, some some of your you know, uh, like uh, there, there are other um, individuals in the field of science who who sort of split on uh, on uh, whether they're Star Trek or Star Wars people. 
Um, sure. You know, and uh, and so that's that's part of the where where do you fall in that age old question? The classic Star Wars versus Star Trek. So I'm on the Star Trek side. Okay. The reason why the reason why I'm on the Star Trek side is because on the Star Wars side, you know, there was just a little bit too much flexing of the fantasy uh, option of pieces that they could pull into it to make the story work. Yeah. And for me on the Star Trek side, it was much more about real possibility for science and, you know, the the morality of being human relating to other alien species. Right, okay. right, yep. right. Yep. And, and and so um, there is, I mean, obviously things, things are bent all over the place. Star Wars is always meant as an homage to the movie serials of you know the the Buck Rogers stuff and and that sort of approach and that's that's sure. what we're talking. But Star Trek, and I think most people in your line of work would probably agree, made a running attempt at getting a lot of the science near as close to correct as they could. Right, right, right. So let me let me just say one thing. Yes, and and this should seal the deal about which one is which. Just two words. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> He's easy to go to. Yeah, that that pretty much levels everything. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, as, as opposed to as opposed to for in Star Trek, if anybody remembers in the Star Trek series in the Next Generation series, there was a character called the Traveler. Yes. Oh my gosh! What a fantastic idea of somebody who could roam the universe across time and space. With that kind of attitude that he had, you know, very sort of benign observer, amazing. Well, the traveler was the first who, uh, if you'll remember, like Preston, in the earlier part of the series, he's the one who comes to Picard and says that Wesley Crusher is sort of gifted, exactly. right? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. Yep. Well, listen, Derek, I've I've noticed the uh, the past few days we've had nice clear skies and been able to uh, gaze up into the sky, and there's a lot going on. They've been able to see the moon in the daytime. It's been really, really beautiful. Venus was stunning in the sky at, at uh, uh, sunset last night. Uh, but there's also a meteor shower that's taking place now. Yeah, there is a meteor shower that's taking place now. And this particular meteor shower, the Ada Aquarius maybe, uh, this particular meteor shower, the parent, uh, 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 the, the parent source of the meteors is actually Halley's Comet. You know that great famous comet from 1986 and from uh, what was it, 1912 earlier yeah. uh, in the in the century, 1910 earlier in the in the 19 in the 20th century. So the material that we see from that particular for this particular meteor shower is some of the dust and dirt left over from that very famous car. So when we're talking dust and dirt, uh, we're not talking stuff you could pick up in your vacuum cleaner. We're to- talking larger particles, correct? Well, well, wait, let's, let's just cover that. You know, here's how it goes. We're not seeing anything huge coming out of this. Really, meteors, typically when we see them, they really are only about the size of sand grains anyway. Huh. It's the intense velocity with which they enter the atmosphere that causes the atmosphere to glow as bright as it does when they come in. So you could actually pick them up in your vacuum cleaner. And you know what? There's a really, you know, there's, there's what's the number? Something like 100, 100 tons of space dust falls into the Earth's atmosphere every year. Easily 100 tons of space dust just falls into the atmosphere. So you can actually collect this stuff in a fairly easy way, if you take a saucer and put it outside, 
and, uh, you know, through several, you know, uh, showers, rain showers, some of that dust will be washed down in the rain and collect in that saucer. And if they actually are meteoritic, they'll have iron content, which means you can attract them with a magnet. So you get yourself a little plastic bag and you grab a magnet. You put the magnet inside the bag, turn it inside out so that the magnet is inside the bag. And then what you do is you wave that around in the water. And some of the magnetic particles that you'll pick out of that, some will be from Earth because there's a lot of, you know, pollution floating around. But some of those little particles will actually be little bits of space rock that are made of this iron material. Derek, I've always I've always been fascinated about the fact that when you see meteorites or or when you see you know what've been called shooting stars that yeah. they are tiny grains and I, yeah. I understand the velocity but to to make me understand how fast in say miles per hour are we talking velocity wise that a, that a piece of of dust can create this gigantic fireball in the sky that we can see on the ground. How fast do they have to be going? Right. So they have to be going like 40,000 miles an hour. Oh that's that's, that's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, fast. But yeah. here's the interesting thing about this. There's this science formula called F equals MA. Force equals mass times acceleration. Okay? So here's what we have. We have a small mass, a very small mass, but it has a very high acceleration. So what happens is... On the other side of the equation, the F, the force, is really big because you have this really, really high velocity with this little tiny mass. So when it plunges into the Earth's atmosphere, the speed with which it's coming in is compressing the air ahead of it tremendously. And that makes it heat, that makes it glow, and that makes the long streak you see. Now, they can get bigger than sand grain size. If you get them up to the size of of baseballs or softballs, then you see these really bright fireballs in the sky. If they get bigger than that, like grapefruit size or maybe a little bit bigger, they can actually make it down to the surface of the Earth. Most of the stuff that comes in doesn't make it down to the surface because it heats up, breaks up, turns into dust, and we don't see it. it just floats down to the Earth. All right. So, so, so in, in space travel and, and hypothetically or even in, in, in a practical sense, uh, uh, the the space station uh, the, orbiting the Earth or any uh, shuttle missions or whatever, when debris that small could be traveling that fast, how do you protect from something like that piercing the hull of any one of these uh, uh, spacecraft? You got a hell of a driver steering around them. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, so, so what's happening in this situation is that these spacecraft are protected to a great degree by the exterior uh, construction that can absorb the impact of very small meteors, very, very small ones. I mean, but, uh, this, so, but Derek, something traveling at, at that speed, you know, so, so what are they using that serves as a, as a protective shield for, against that? Right. So what happens with this is they... So what they'll do is a spacesuit is a really good example of how this works out. The exterior layer. So first of all, a spacesuit is made up of something like I think it's 11 to 15 layers of material, and in that in that pile of material you have like an exterior that's made of something very similar to Kevlar that's used in bulletproof vests. All right. Only like NASA grade. Okay. And then inside that, what you have are layers of aluminum foil, uh, rubber. There's a bladder that holds the air in. There's another, like, cushion layer, so on and so forth like that. But in those layers are 
uh, material, like a rubber material, that can absorb the impact and stretch enough to disperse the energy so that it doesn't penetrate. So if you do this, well, first of all, uh, first, uh, so what you do is you make sure that you're doing this with all of your spacecraft such that they have the ability to absorb some of these shocks and otherwise stay pretty much out of the way of the biggest meteor showers so that you don't have a real problem. With right. It. So you're, you're, you're acutely aware of, obviously, as things are moving in, the, in, the, uh, in our celestial area, and, uh, and, and so you plan for that. One quick question I had pertaining to what we're dealing with now with the uh, coronavirus and the pandemic. Uh, big fan of, of uh, Michael Crichton and the, the Andromeda Strain book and movie. And in that case, a, a, a disease, a, a viral thing, comes back to Earth on a satellite. Um, you know, to you, the best of your knowledge, what are what are the scenarios? I mean, how do we treat things that that come to Earth? Is there does NASA have? I assume they have protocols in place for something like that. I, I, you know, how how do we treat that possible uh, outcome? First things first, space is a nasty, nasty, nasty environment. <laughs> People usually don't sort of get this, but. Outside the Earth's atmosphere, the bath of ultraviolet radiation coming from stars is enough to kill anything. Okay. I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's awful. So between the ultraviolet radiation, any X-ray radiation that's flying around out there, we don't really know of many things that can survive that kind of environment, especially with the really cold temperatures and all that sort of stuff. Right. So imagine you've got something out there. That's, you know, managed to hold on somehow with all that horrible radiation. Then it plunges into the Earth's atmosphere at 40,000 to 50,000 miles an hour, and it has to withstand that temperature. Yeah, you know, not likely. All right. But the protocols that we have in place are things like doing that kind of quarantine. So if we have a spacecraft out there, we think that there's a problem with it, then we'll quarantine it like we did the astronauts when they came back from the moon. Okay. Derek, you know, hearing you speak about a variety of things, and when you're talking about the spacesuit and going down to the tiny fibers and and kind of the nanotechnology uh, that's involved, with you as, uh, you know, and and those in astrophysics, you deal with the absolute enormity and the absolute minutiae, the tiniest little bits, all the way to the most gigantic things that people can comprehend. What do you find more fascinating, going down to the very, very tiny, smallest, itty-bitty building blocks of everything or the just gigantic enormity of what is the universe? The gigantic enormity is really fantastic, and it's wonderful because that's where you get all the big collisions and the big explosions. You get all the fireworks and all the gorgeous, you know, sort of appearance of galaxies and nebulae and all that sort of stuff. Looks great, but what really gets me is that None of that would be there if the quantum mechanics on the tiniest level wasn't organized the way it is and functioned the way it is. So we couldn't have any of the big stuff unless that tiny universe on the other side, on the quantum side, was so well organized and operates the way it does. There's there's a great uh, sequence in the uh, Richard Matheson. uh, It's a a science fiction story, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Where he he is he be, he's beginning he's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but hypothetically he's he's entering other universes that exist. You know, it's that it's that like that scene from Animal House where you mean there are <laughs> universes inside my oh yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh yes those and, universes are down there. It's amazing. 
Uh, and and it is it is it is mind boggling. Um, I wanted to ask you because the uh, the anniversary of the Hubble telescope, uh, you know, uh, years. Yeah, yeah, is what a fascinating that the my wife and I watched the documentary on it, um, and it was amazing. What a, what a milestone uh, that is, and 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 explain or uh, describe for us, if you will, what having that as an available information source has meant to you. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because with Hubble Space Telescope, in a sense, I think of it like this. I think that we've had to reinvent our understanding of the universe like every five years because of the amount of new information that Hubble Space Telescope has been able to gather and deliver for scientists to use to plug into these, you know, these, these, uh, these, these, mo- these, uh, these equations and models of how things work that where there have been big holes of understanding. So Hubble has been pulling down information. Scientists plug these holes. They solve the equation, and they realize, whoa, this process is not what we thought it was. The universe is totally different. Wow. So like every five years or so, that information has compiled in a way that astronomers now say, this is not the universe we thought it was. So to me... It's like a new universe every five years. And you know what? If you go back to the very beginning before Hubble Space Telescope and look at our understanding, the difference in our understanding about the universe today as a result of that, we would, com- we would entirely say, oh, this is, this is not the universe we thought it was. Wow. So with that, Derek, you, you as a scientist have to be open to the fact that some theories and some things that have been taken as absolute and complete may change in the future i guess oh it's absolute and complete up to today mm-hmm. but tomorrow mm-hmm. oh, it could be totally different okay. it could be yeah. well, I mean, that... the one that, the one that really gets me is that we 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 have a we have a really good understanding of gravity we know how gra- we know what gravity does we we know it well enough that we can throw spaceships from Earth all the way out to Pluto and have the spacecraft arrive on time exactly where we need it to be 15 years later. That's pretty good. Yeah. But do we actually know what makes gravity gravity? What really makes it tick? <laughs> what really makes it work? Nope. We do not know. Wow. We all right. So closer, but we don't know. Stretch your, your science fiction muscles as, as, as far as you can. Uh, it, do you ever foresee a way where there is a, a, a static ability to create gravity in a, like a non-centrifuge sort of spacecraft where, you know what I'm saying? Because it's always depicted in science fiction uh, where they have, um, you know, a, a gravity generator and, and they're it just somehow it happens. So at, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean, you mean like without the spinning drum? Exactly. Like yeah. Like a, like a gravity generator. Like a gravity, yeah. like, like you could pick up at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be spectacular. <laughs> Uh, and the answer is, you know, it's hard to say no. Yeah. But I think, but what I think is the manipulation of, uh, of of quantum rules and particle relations at that very very tiny level where all this stuff is really happening, we just don't know what's going on down there. Yeah. I mean, we can come up with some theories of stuff, but to be able to understand it well enough to manipulate it. Uh, I'd have to say that's going to be way far in the future. Not that it can't be done because, right. you know, it's just a hundred stories of that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's true. But Derek, I wanted to ask you, 
if um, if we're gonna do if there's going to be any version of uh, Night Skies hosted by the Franklin Institute, because uh, I, I know obviously you can't have uh, groups of people there, but is there a virtual version of this uh, coming up? Indeed, there is a virtual version. Night Skies at Home ah. is on is on the Franklin Institute's Facebook page live every Thursday night at seven forty five, and yours truly is uh, giving people all the information they need to become. Uh, the Carl Sagan of their neighborhood, or the Derek Pitts of their neighborhood, if you will. <laughs> everything you need to know about how to find what and where in the sky and how to understand it, and more importantly, really, guys, how to share this information with other people, because guess what? If you understand how to see International Space Station fly over, you can share that information with some family members in another part of the city, and then you can go out together and observe it and have a connecting experience across astronomy and space exploration like that. Right. It's it's it, and and honestly, you know, you might so obviously you can sort of taste test it as it were in this form so that when things eventually do relax and we can get within proximity of each other, take advantage of the real thing down at the Franklin Institute. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this is a way in which we can get out of our houses, go out into our yards, go out on the front step, look at the night sky and connect with the night sky so that by the time we get back to doing this down at the Franklin Institute, you'll already be primed and ready to step up to the big telescope, peer out into deep space and see those aliens that are flying by. That's right. I love it. With all their viruses. Excellent. All right, Derek, thank you so much. Uh, It's always a treat to talk to you. Anytime. Don't Don't forget, Thursday night. Yep. 745 Franklin Institute's Facebook page. I'll be on there for at least an hour. And you know what? I'll take your questions, too. If you have any kind of questions about astronomy or space exploration, anything like that, come with your questions, even about how your telescope works. I can help you figure all that stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks so much, Derek. We appreciate it. Derek Pitts, guys. You bet. Chief Astronomer, Director of the Fells Planetarium, Thursday, 745 on the Franklin Institute's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, I, I could talk to that guy for hours and hours. Well, you invariably feel incredibly stupid, even in how you're going to frame a question. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, you your mind starts racing ahead of oh 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 yeah yeah yeah, and and you uh, you know there's just there's just so many things that we've been opened up to. And he always says, I guess, and, and he's right. The job of the scientist is to always even take things that are. Well, this is the way it is, and say, is this really the way it is? And both he and someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson have a way of saying, well, let me explain it to you this way. Well, stupid. Well, but they don't make you feel stupid. Let me talk to you like a child. He mentioned uh, teaching people how to use their telescope. So when we had that, uh, I think it was the strawberry moon. I forget what which one it was, but I took Jace outside. Uh, and you could see it from the ground, but I, he wanted to use the telescope. Mm-hmm. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but then you can get in touch with Mr. Pitts. He'll help you out. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got the bizarre file on the way, as well as Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. We'll be back in a moment. By the way, I uh, mentioned this last week, and uh, I haven't checked on the status, but as of last week, we had the new Preston and Steve No Sad Bro t-shirts. 
and it was a flash sale. You can continue to buy them, from what I understand, until uh, Friday. Yeah. And here's the deal. If you go in the rock shop, you got to go on aisle two. Oh, all right. I think there's only two aisles, right? Aisle one, uh, I two. believe so, yes. All right, so go to aisle two, and that's where you find that. And also the Preston and Steve 200-piece puzzle with our mugs on it, the whole show. Look at us. We're a whole superstore. It's 15 bucks. so check that out when you can. Do you guys realize that Saturday is Mother's Day? I mean, Sunday. 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 Uh, No. I yeah. did not know that. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know the exact date. wanted to give okay. you a warning, and, and I know a lot of moms Hi, out there mom. are asking for uh, no sad bro t-shirts. Oh. That's, that's all the rage these days. So you can get that right. from mom. What better way to ensure your mother will never love you again? <laughs> <laughs> no sad bro. What is this? Start calling me bro. What is this crap? Mm. All right. Uh, I have some Bizarre file stories, and I'm here to share them with you. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, let's get you some stories. Uh, We will start with this one. For police, the new coronavirus poses a dilemma. How do you apprehend a suspect in the era of social distancing? In India, they've come up with a way to lengthen the long arms of the law. They use giant tongs to grab suspects. Like a big salad. Uh, in what looks more like a scene from a Cops and Robbers cartoon this week, police in the northern city of Kandirgar have tweeted a video of an officer demonstrating how to use a six-foot-long pole with a two-pronged claw at the end of it. That's awesome. To detain a suspect. It's like a prisoner crane game. Uh, the, it's what it looks like, Steve. The officer wearing a surgical mask clamps a device around the man's waist and forces him into a pickup truck. Um, according to Constable uh, Gurdeep Singh... He said, we call it a social distancing clamp or a lockdown breaker catcher. He said this is especially used in instances where we suspect that someone has the coronavirus and that they are not cooperating with. So, Remember that high-tech um, gun that they had that was a method of subduing a suspect? Uh, you would shoot it, and it wrapped like a fishing line around their legs. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a bolo. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't... And it would tie up their legs or wrap around their, their arms or something Better like that. Better than salad tongs. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, in South Carolina, wow, this is messed up. Um, the uh, Sumner County deputies are asking for public's help to identify a woman. Oh, no, this is a different story. Okay. All right. <laughs> It is gross, but not as nasty as the other one. I have another one from South Carolina. Right. Anyway, they're helping to identify a woman who repeatedly licked her hands and then touched things at a restaurant. Bitch. Deputies say the incident happened at a place called Substation 2. Witnesses said a black female wearing sunglasses and a champion one-piece jumpsuit came in the substation and ordered a sub, chips, and a drink. The woman licked her fingers as she was getting her cash to give the, cher- the clerk... Then she licked her palm and spread her hand over the debit machine. As the workers made the woman's sandwich, witnesses say the woman licked quarters and then put them in the tip jar before leaving the store without her food. And as the woman threw her drink away, when she left, she reportedly said, it's in God's hands now. And she said she would be back. My mom says that all the time. It's in God's hands now. Did your mom visit Subway? uh, She lick her hands. Yeah, and lick quarters. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, The whole thing. It's in God's hands now, Kathy. Was captured on surveillance video. Uh, Store workers said that they could not see where the woman went after she left, and uh, they are asking people to contact police if they know who she is. 
Here's the other South Carolina right. story. A little more intense than licking your hands and quarters. That's still pretty bad. Deputy shot and killed an alligator that fatally attacked a woman on Friday. Oh, man. Uh, the officers, Was it in a subway station? No. <laughs> were called to a pond, and they saw the animal attack. Uh, the woman was already dead. Oh, my God. Oh, a sheriff's deputy shot and killed the alligator and then retrieved its carcass to help in an ongoing investigation. Why? She was already dead. Uh, the woman's identity has not been released. Authorities did not say if they knew what the woman or the alligator were doing before the attack. <laughs> My guess was playing Scrabble. Yeah, they were doing the tango. Uh, this is the third fatal alligator attack in South Carolina in the past four years. Uh, does you think a lot of this has to do with the fact that the uh, the alligator population, animal populations in general, are coming back into areas that are. Traditionally, uh, well, this is they're, they're saying the alligators attack have happened over four years. So okay. I, I don't, I don't know. But uh, a 90 year old woman walked out of a Charleston nursing home in 2016 was killed, while the 45 year old woman walked her dog uh, was walking her dog was fatally attacked on Hilton Head Island back in 2018. Before those attacks, South Carolina had never recorded a person killed by an alligator. Wow. So I think they're migrating north. Mm, Probably. That, that might be happening. So, interesting. More business opportunities. Must be that. And the schools are better. <laughs> a man has been arrested on multiple charges for firing several shots at an Amazon delivery man claiming that he thought the driver was a burglar. Uh, the incident began around 11.30 p.m. when police were called to by the driver reporting that a resident had come out of a home and opened fire on him as he was making a delivery. You're a burglar! Uh, soon after, 911 dispatch received another call from a man claiming that he had shot at and possibly struck a burglar pretending to be an Amazon driver at the same location. Police made contact with the driver who explained that he was making a delivery that had to be complete before midnight when he was confronted by a man with a flashlight. The driver, who was wearing a blue and black Amazon reflective vest, told police that the man continued to shine the flashlight in his face as he delivered the package, following him back to his car. He also observed a female taking a picture of his back license plate. The driver reported that he then got back in his car and made uh, the turn around at the cul-de-sac when his car was suddenly struck by multiple bullets, one shattering his rearview mirror. The driver himself was not struck by any bullets or injured during the shooting. Now, when police interviewed the shooter, this guy named Austin Latana, he told police the man was attempting to burglarize his home. He did not believe the man when the driver told him that he worked for Amazon. Latana claims that when the driver went back into his car, he thought that the man was reaching for something, so he opened fire. Police interviewed a neighbor who witnessed the incident, she told them that when the driver made the turnaround at the cul-de-sac, he stopped in front of her house for a moment and appeared to be talking on a phone. According to the report, the witness told, told police that Latana threatened the driver, telling him that if he did not leave, he was going to have to shoot him. When the Amazon driver did not leave soon enough, Latana just started opening fire. Investigators found 14 spent bullet casings oh. at the scene. Wow. Shot the truck 14 times? Yeah. And the report relates how, well, at least three of the homes were struck by bullets as well. This guy was a lousy a good shot. shot. So, as well as other vehicles parked on the street. What sort of a, a criminal, what sort of burglar leaves packages when they rob a house? Yeah. A search warrant was issued for Latana's residence where multiple weapons and ammunition were discovered, including a fully loaded AR-15. Oh, my bad. It's the bullets that I ordered. <laughs> and a forty-five caliber Springfield XD. Latana was taken into custody on charges of attempted murder and assault with a weapon and wow. others. So, yeah, he was firing away 
at will. And I gotta take I gotta take control of the situation. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. By the way, the B file has been brought to you by AD Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to uh, provide your building material and hardware needs. Uh, they're focused on customer and staff safety. You can call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. Find them at admoyer.com. Uh, let's see. It's 10 o'clock. Time to fire this up. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. Let's get you $500 with the word pay. P-A-Y. Very simple. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do that. Uh, through a text at the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So the word, again, is pay, P-A-Y. Good luck to you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. We'll do the lesson question, trash, and music news as well. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a $60 gift card from Territory Foods Prepared Meal Delivery Service. Oh, I like what I'm hearing. And the question we have for you this morning is, what movie taught Peter Weber of The Bachelor the word ergo? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. From about 7 o'clock this morning, what movie taught Peter Weber of The Bachelor the word ergo? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it this morning, then uh, we want to know. That proves you were listening earlier today. And we'll see if we can set you up with the prize if you call in and be the designated caller to give the right answer. In the meantime, we're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly. Delis are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local businesses. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kendall Jenner elaborating on that infamous road trip with Phoenix Suns star Devin Booker, which raised questions about her relationship with 76er Ben Simmons. Kendall says not to read anything into it, noting that she only has 448 to go before she's banged every player in the NBA. Hey! Uh, Thor Bjornsson. We'd heard about this earlier, who played the mountain on Game of Thrones, set a new world record Saturday by deadlifting 1,100 pounds and then remaining on his feet. Bjornsson then further amazed onlookers by playing bouncy ball on his prolapsed rectum. Oh, my God. 
And finally, General Mills announcing that their free online giveaway of 5,000 Dunkaroos, the popular dessert treat from the 90s, was over in just seconds. General Mills credits the overwhelming response to their decision to replace the Dunkaroo dip with hand sanitizer. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to today's lesson question. What movie taught Peter Weber of The Bachelor the word ergo to 15263WMMR? Let's go to Josh, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Josh. How's it going, brother? Good, buddy. All right, so what movie was it that taught him the word ergo? I believe it was The Matrix. You are correct. Hang on, my man. And for Josh, we have a uh, $60 gift card from Territory Foods, prepared meal delivery service, making healthy eating really easy, offering chef-made, nutritious meals in addition to produce boxes packed with 15 pounds of fresh veggies. Visit TerritoryFoods.com to order and find out how you can give back to frontline workers in our community. Let's get to the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, a few things to run by. Oh, and by the way, it's brought to you by Stateside Vodka. They're delivering right to your home in Philly and the PA suburbs, and they now have curbside pickup for vodka and hand sanitizer. So no need to wait at the liquor store. Visit statesidevodka.com for details. Rage Against the Machine has announced the rescheduled dates for its previously uh, announced tour. Uh, the Reunited Quartet was forced to postpone all its 2020 shows. The track now will kick off in El Paso, Texas, and wrap up in Cleveland. All tickets from the original days will be honored. The closest that they get to us was on the other page that I threw away, so never mind. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, we'll get that info. It was in New York and D.C. I think those are oh, the two places, so they're not going to be around here. Uh, didn't see this coming, but Mongolian rock band, The Who, who were <laughs> scheduled to play MMRBQ, have joined forces with another MMRBQ alum on a couple of occasions, Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale. Really? They're doing a new version of the track called Song of Women. The single will appear on a deluxe edition of The Who's 2019 debut album, The Gehrig, which is due out on July 10th. Hale said about the collaboration, I'm so thankful for the Who to uh, to the Who for welcoming me, my words, and my melody into the song. I can count on less than one hand the number of times where a project has changed the course of my spirit and renewed my faith in humanity. This was one of those projects. <laughs> yep, they do the throat singing. Shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Sha-la-la-la. It'd be great if you ended that with the sha-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la. Four members of Metallica, they joined together online to record a new acoustic version of their 1988 song, Blackened, with all four musicians performing separately in their homes. The split-screen video was posted to the band's social media channels on Friday. It was accompanied by a by message from the group which read, here's a little something we cooked up over the last few days. Hope you're safe and sound. Have a great weekend. Do we have a clip? We do. We do have a clip of it. Uh, Case, can you pull that up? It's, um, It'd be under Metallica. Yes. Yep, I got it. Uh, let's hear a little bit of this. This is Blackened. Values really good. 
They're, they're all in, like, the, the video quality, everything's pretty damn good. They're, yeah. finally, every, they're finally getting a hold on how to do this the right way. Yeah, they got they, they called the right tech people that brought the right equipment because yes. those cameras are pretty sharp. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Press, I got a question about Lars's drumsticks as well as your drumsticks. That you I use. hate his drumsticks. You do, you hate them? I've never liked them. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but I've never liked them. They're are, black with the white tips on them. Are yeah. they wood? Yeah, they're wood. Well, I would assume they are. Are yours assume- wood? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You have wood? Uh, I do have wood. Uh, I, I assume they're wood with uh, some kind of a nylon tip on them, but I've never, you know, you could look it up real quick and, and see. But, yeah, I've never, he uses very thick sticks, mm-hmm. and that's just, they're, they're almost like marching band uh, sticks, they seem I'm like. sorry so. it's not up to your standards. Sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to upset you, Lars. You're, uh, you're certainly a successful drummer, so I have no uh, reason um, to question your choices. What do you think of him as a drummer? Uh, he does the job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as metal standards go, he's not the most dynamic. There are people that do more exciting things, but he certainly has provided exactly what the band needs. So, yep. you know, uh, you can't you can't fault him. Uh, Lars, by the way, said in an interview last week that it was possible the band could get together to write and record a new album while in quarantine. Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack, says the family has been in discussions about a possible revival TV reality show, The Osbournes. Wow. Jack told Variety, I would be lying to say the con- uh, the conversations haven't been coming up recently. I think nostalgia is such a huge hot-button word right now. Uh, the only thing, and what I struggle with, is we don't all live together. And one thought it, that I've had is... Why don't we all just move in together for two months? It's 20 years later. We're all moving back into the same house together. It's a little forced. They were actually living in the house the way they were for the series. Jack is an adult guy. He's not running around with the uh, World War II helmet on and the rifle yeah. in, the, in the garden. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, and we know that Ozzy's legitimately sick. Sick. <laughs> As for when the show could return, Jack said, uh, or he joked, I guess when uh, somebody pays me a hell of a lot because the the amount of therapy I'm going to have to buy into after that is going to be monstrous. By the way, the Osbournes, which was on from 2002 to 2005, became the highest rated original program in MTV's history. So wow. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. We were on board. Yeah. When it came on. We it loved was, it. Yeah, it, it was compelling. You had to watch it. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold singer M. Shadows has revealed that about 3,000 people checked in for seven days straight as part of the band's recent incentivized quarantine challenge. The band promised that it would send free merchandise to all fans who self-isolated for seven days straight. Shadows said, we wanted to do something, but we didn't want any agenda in it for us. So we said, okay, if we get people to stay home for seven days... We felt it would be important, instead of coming out with a statement, to let everyone know that we were taking this seriously. He said, we didn't want to make money off it. Uh, We're uh, we're paying for all the shipping. We paid for all the merchandise. Uh, We paid for all the people to do it. And so we're going to send them something cool. And it's going to start this week once the shop starts coming back online and we're able to get some people in there. So Wouldn't it be cool. cool if they send people some no sad bro? T-shirts. That'd be awesome. I don't know how you couldn't get excited about that. I no. think I'd get excited. And then one last thing. The MMR Dreamstream concert series continues. Episode 7 is available now. And it was with 
the Struts when they came to uh, Ardmore Music Hall for a Pierre Presents event. That was January 20th in 2016. Man, if that music doesn't make you feel good, yeah, nothing S- will. Search, uh, Go to WMMR.com and then just search Dreamstream. And you can start watching. New performances released each Monday and Thursday. And it's sponsored by a friend at Acme Markets, supporting the communities we serve. Uh, other episodes ready to watch, Dropkick Murphys, Barnes Courtney, Rival Sons, Dorothy, Chris Cornell, Seether, and Seether as well. Yes, Nick. Preston, did, uh, speaking of the Chris Cornell one, um, you know, Chris obviously passed away a few years ago, but his social media accounts are still active. And over the weekend, I saw Marissa retweeted this, but Chris Cornell's official uh, Twitter account tweeted out the two, two and a half minute video of Pierre playing the audio of, uh, I know you, I know you, you're Pierre Robert. Stop it. Mm-hmm. He played it. So, so Pierre played that to Chris yeah. in, in that interview, which was in 2013. And, uh, so that video was tweeted out by Chris Cornell's camp over the weekend. And I watched it again and it's, it's still hilarious. It still holds up. It's amazing to see Chris laugh at that audio. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's this great moment. And it's also obviously a little bittersweet too, but, um, if you get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend okay. it because it's really cool. I will definitely. I know you, you're Pierre Robert. <laughs> Just you my whole life. I love that bit. Uh, okay, and that's all I have in music news for you. It was damn worth the time, I'll well, tell you that, sir. I appreciate that, my man. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, get ready to wrap things up. New Word of the Week prize, letter of the day. We'll get that for you and give you the details more when we return. Stay there. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. By the way, backing up a moment, Casey had asked in Music News what Lars Ulrich's sticks, if they were made of wood or not. Yeah. I said yes, and then I said, well, then again, I don't know. They they could be. They could be something else. Turns out they're not. They're, They're made of a they're actually nylon on the outside with a metal shaft in the middle. Shaft? Uh, yeah. You just talking about shaft? Just talking about shaft. Uh, yeah, this uh, text says, uh, they're not wood drumsticks. They're made from long-lasting material. They suck. That's John from Lacey, New Jersey. So, but that's, well, He agrees with you then. That's one man's opinion. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, just to clear that up, that we did. I would like to thank our guest for being on the show, Louie Knight. Louie Knight. Louie Knight advances to the final 11, as they have it now, uh, for American Idol. He lives in Narberth, Pennsylvania. He's right down the street. And he is uh, now going to be heading into the home stretch with this. He is such a nice guy. Yeah, such is. a nice guy. And now, uh, like, the votes are in, man, so there's nothing we can do about it now. That's you right. either voted or you didn't. So. Yep. yep. And... Uh, uh, after this, how many will they narrow it down to, Kate? I think they narrow it down to seven. I think they okay. go, you know, they go from a billion to a hundred to uh, 40 to 20 and then to and then 10, seven, I think five, three. And that's then just think, ridiculous yeah. to start with a billion contestants. Yeah, but they, they have to. So. Like a billion. Yeah. I like feel, a billion. You guys hear the, the, 
truck in the background, right? I do, yes. Okay, all it's right. Kathy. So, okay, I was going to ask because it's so hot in the office, so I had opened the window a little while ago. Oh, we were hearing birds. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't you were? me. No, oh, no, we were God, hearing birds. I was going to oh, say God. something. I'm like, I, I, I might be birds. audio hallucinating oh, right no, now. I was hearing birds. I was, hear- I was hearing this. <laughs> well, That's where so- that radio girl lives. She's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's my- very stuck up. My UPS driver uh, just stopped in front of my house. That's what it was. And I, I was hearing music. So I'm clicking on my computer, you know, the volume off. I'm like, what is on? Looking at my phone. But it was, I guess, from his truck. And then I heard him start the truck up and go. And I'm like, okay, it's outside. So mm. lesson learned. We can't open All the right. window. All right. And every now and then I hear like. Yeah. Oh, the cats. No, well, it's Kathy on. I, I finally realized it was her on her laptop. Oh, okay. All right. I could hear a little clacking on the what keys. What do you hear? A little clacking on the keys. Very, very quiet. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was from earlier. He loves that sound. I do love that sound. I'm very attuned to that sound with my ASMR. Does it excite you? <laughs> it just, no, it doesn't excite me. It relaxes me is what it does. Make you feel good? It does make me feel good, yes. Mama wants to make you feel good. Absolutely. Sorry. I feel, I've, it's like so annoying. I feel like all the noises are coming from my house. Like I feel like this, the whole room, I've, I've, I've told... I've told everyone in my house, stop printing while I'm on the air because I feel like you, I, I'm surprised you haven't heard that. <laughs> the printer, the, the printer's in, your, in the room you're in? Oh, my God. And it's so loud. And I keep saying, <laughs> send, you, send you can't some... print while I'm on the air. Well, here, you got your laptop in front of you. Send, uh, send a little test document to the printer. Oh, you want me to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I can hear the birds. I can hear the birds. Yeah. I'm telling you. See, my hearing loss, I can't hear it. When I heard the birds earlier, I had only heard them. Br- yeah. I was like, did I Did I just hear? Am I... <laughs> Am I hallucinating? No, I heard that one. Yeah. Are, Kathy. Are you ready? Here goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to print. Here yeah. goes the uh, Let's see if printer. we can hear it. Okay. Oh, okay. It's turning on. I hear nothing so far. And there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hear it. It's not bad. It's not crazy loud, but I definitely hear okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyhow, thank you to Louie and Derek Pitts. Hey! Chief astronomer from the Franklin Institute, and uh, he's great, man. It was so awesome to talk to him. Uh, anything that has to do with this universe we live in, he's he knows what's up. We got to get him back in the studio and spend some uh, some more time with him. Yep. So you can check their Facebook page uh, Thursday at seven thirty. I believe he's going to be doing a special at school, and you can ask him anything. Yeah, whatever, anything you're interested in. How much he loves us. Uh, Thomas Lennon <laughs> ended up not having him on, but uh, we'll see if we can reschedule that. Some kind of a technical issue, but um, and that's all the thank yous I have. Uh, letter of the day, Case. You want to help me out with that? Yes. Yeah, all right. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. Hi, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in Northeast Philadelphia. All right, and we have five letters to put together to make a word. And on Friday, we'll do that and give away a three hundred dollar Primo Hoagies gift card. And Primo Hoagies are still making award winning Hoagies in your local stores. I live on them. All locations are offering online ordering, curbside pickup, and no contact deliveries were available. Plus, new social distancing trays and lunch boxes. You can order online at primohogies.com slash orders. Have you seen the trays? What they do is they uh, each sandwich is individually wrapped. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I like so it. They, that. they do the cut thing, but they're all... And there you go. Everyone's got their antiseptic sandwich. Sammy Sam. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. You can, uh, or brought to you by the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Duncan, yes. Also brought to you by the PLCB. Talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Go to knowwhennowhow.org. 
Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, comedian Dan Cummins will be joining us. Ah. And David Boreanaz will be on the program. Awesome. So we got ourselves plenty of things. And, of course, MMR's Rock Refund. Pierre, with your next chance, coming up at noon. Don't miss your opportunity to win $500. We still have five more times today where you can win. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Reston and Steve love you. hate you. Line. Come on, man. You guys need to listen to Preston. What else would you drink after a plate of pancakes? What, a big bottle of Coke? Uh, orange juice? What, what else would you drink besides milk? Next message. Mmm. Ball sacks are yummy. Next message. Quick fun fact about pancakes. You can actually make a pancake using a banana and one egg. Whip it up and pour it in. That's your batter. It tastes pretty much like a pancake. As far as regular pancakes go, you need syrup, people, as well as milk. What the f*** kind of psycho eats pancakes with no syrup or no milk? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. If you love John, Paul, George, and Ringo, I invite you to check out our Beatles Minute Podcast. I'm Andre Gardner, and we'll keep you in the loop with all the latest Beatles news every single week. Subscribe and download today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.